Hello, listeners. Very special episode for you guys today. This is my vibe right now. It's a beautiful day out here in the North State. This is Loyalty by Kendrick Lamar and Rihanna. I'm going to let this rock, and then we'll get to the program. I said I'm geek and I'm fired up. All I want to not just get higher. Girl, you look so good, it's to die for. Ooh, that pussy good, it's to die for. It's a secret society. All we ask is trust. All we got is love. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Alrighty, welcome to episode 134 of the Blake Mayfield Podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today with Anwar Stetson. He is a reporter for KRCR and Fox 20's The North States News, and one of the coolest people I've met in the business so far, to be honest with you. Anwar, how are you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, It's good to be here. I was saying first time in the Reading Library. It's a nice little spot up here. Um... Yeah, it's it's good to be here. I'm doing good. Like you said, it's a good Saturday. Kendrick in the ear, you know what I mean? Can't go wrong. You know <laughs> Can't <saying>? go wrong. <laughs> We've been talking for like 45 minutes, it seems like, ever since you got here. And it, yeah. it felt like a whole podcast before this thing. But yeah, thank yeah, you for coming, awesome. man. Yeah, I appreciate no, it. No, it's a pleasure. You appreciate know what I mean? your time on your on time off. So I, I know how, uh, working in the biz, how... Uh, uh, special that is I crazy, guess. yeah, hectic. <laughs> How necessary yeah. your time off is, though, because <laughs> yeah. it gets like insane. So I appreciate you. No, man. for real. Yeah, thank you. I want to give a special shout out. And thank you to all the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys very much. And I also want to thank our sponsors, Black Rose Coffee and Tea and Jersey Mike's for supporting the for supporting this podcast. Sorry. And now a word from them. This episode of the Blake Mayfield Podcast is brought to you by Black Rose Coffee and Tea. Are you starting a brand new diet and want something organic and delicious? Want to support a locally owned and operated family business? Have you ever tried peanut butter in your coffee? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should try out Black Rose Coffee and Tea. At Black Rose Coffee and Tea, you'll find all sorts of pairings you won't find anywhere else, such as the white chocolate and peanut butter blend called the Ecstasy, organic on-tap kombucha, and the chance to make your furry best friend Instagram famous through their at Dogs of Black Rose page. Visit Black Rose Coffee and Tea at 9539 Old Oregon Trail in Redding, California, open seven days a week. Bring the kids, dogs, or whoever you hold near and dear to you, and rethink the way you coffee today. This episode of the Blake Mayfield Podcast is brought to you by Jersey Mike's. At Jersey Mike's all March long, they are taking donations to help support local athletes in the Redding area attend the Special Olympics in Orlando, Florida from June 5th to 12th, and they need your help. Wednesday, March 30th is their annual day of giving, where 100% of the profits that day are donated by Jersey Mike's to help support special local athletes in need. Whether you're ordering some lunch, getting dinner through their Jersey Mike's mobile app, or simply want to drop off a cash donation, come down to Jersey Mike's in Redding, California, located at 835 Browning Street in the Trader Joe's Shopping Center. They are accepting donations all March long, and don't forget to get your favorite deli sandwich on March 30th to support your local community. And without further ado, let's get into it, man. So... I figured we was going to go all over the place on this episode because we were talking beforehand just about music and about, like, I'll, I'll do your LinkedIn profile and, like, you worked for the Clippers once upon a time. Yep. But 
I want to start present day. I like starting present day and just working backwards with people. So let's start with this, man. Recently, I was working daybreak. I want to say it was either Wednesday or Thursday. You covered uh, the PV uh, state championship story. Uh, the I think it's men's basketball, right? Yep, boys. So they are going to go to the state title. I think the game is what, today? No, the game was yesterday, so they oh, won. Was. So they won state. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Last night. Um, okay. So I just wanted to ask you about like your recent trip there. Um, why you chose to cover that story. I mean, I know you're a big sports guy, but mm-hmm. KRCR has it to where they don't really have necessarily a sports reporter, but I noticed there's a couple, you and Sam are usually the two, because you guys are the sports guys, where you yep. guys like the sports stories. Um, how did this come about, you getting a chance to go and, and do the Pleasant Valley story, man? So uh, that really came from uh, Mike Mangus. So, you know, Mike is the sports guy too, you know what I mean? So that's what... Um, kind of set it off. He sent the email. I haven't, you know, I'd been so busy with other stories. I didn't really get the chance to um, follow uh, basketball, you know, like I really wanted to um, over the, the the course of the season. You know what I'm saying? Like football, I, you know, I was there every week. You know what I'm saying? You know, Enterprise, uh, you know what I mean? Foothill, U Prep, U Prep winning, you know, their section. Um, I went out to Chico, Chico Highs, uh, when they beat Foothill at home at Chico, and then they went to play for state, U-Prep went to play for state in their division, then I went to Fall River out in MacArthur, and they won state, you know what I mean, first Shasta County School to win state in football, and so that was awesome, but then, like, after that, it just kind of, like, like, it just went all the way down. Because it's like, yeah, yeah exactly, because it's like, football, it's you, thing. you do you do football, you do football, you do football, and then it's like, boom, like, there's nothing after that, you know what I'm saying? We didn't really have the uh, time to to put into, you know what I mean, doing basketball as much as I would have. You know what I mean? I'd be there every day if, you know what I mean, it was up to me. But uh, Mike Mangus was like, hey, uh, PV is playing for state. We got to get somebody on that. And I immediately sent the email back like, I'm going down to Chico because Pleasant Valley is the powerhouse here. You know what right. I'm saying? Like Aaron Clout. Rodgers went, you know, to PV – you know what I'm saying? Like, Chico, uh, you know, our photographer, Adam McAllister, was always talking about how, like, Redding was kind of like the little brother to Chico. It's true. But um, now that, you know, Redding has had such a good year in sports, I think, comparatively, um, at least for football and at least staying competitive. Um, but, like, PV is, like, the place. You know what I'm saying? It's and still so, the one. Yeah. yeah, so a week earlier, a couple weeks earlier, PV's cheerleading team won nationals. So in their division for their competition, they are literally the best cheerleading squad in the country, right? So it's like they win chips down there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they they win chips. They're used to it. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'd, I had gone out to PV before, so it wasn't nothing for me to go out again uh, last uh, Wednesday. That's when they practiced. And what's funny is, is so PV played Venice, Venice High School. I grew up literally down the street from Venice High School. Um, so I was like, there was like a connection there. So I'm like, I have to cover this story, right? So I went out to to Chico. We, we helped set it up. Uh, Nazi, she helped set up the, the interview with the coach with me. Oh, nice. Um, so that, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, I went down to Chico, talked to the coach, real cool guy. He's been coaching PV for years. I mean, like. 20 years or something or more he'd been in coaching for 30 plus years and you know it was cool about the pv kids they had all played together basically their entire lives like third fourth grade 
these kids were playing together. So they, they've built that chemistry. And so PV's first basketball title came in 2018 and they went to Sacramento and they played Notre Dame. I'm not sure which Notre Dame it was high school. Cause there's a few of them in California, but they beat them won their first state title. Um, and this year, now that they've won the state title again yesterday in the Golden One Center in Sacramento again, this time mm. against Venice High School. That's dope. Um, Luke Kramer, who I interviewed, he was on the team. His older brother was also on that state ti- the first state title team. So these kids were really all in eighth grade when they saw uh, you know the seniors then winning the championship. Obviously, since then, you have a whole pandemic, right? So, like – these kids are not really getting the same opportunity, the same type of, you know what I mean, access to competitive basketball over the course of these last two years. But, you know, PV, I was talking to the coach, they scheduled games, they scheduled out-of-state games, you know what I mean, and uh, they, they were able to stay competitive. And, you know, talking to PV kids, I mean, they're, they're tall kids, you know, at the high school level. I can tell. They're yeah. like, you know, six four, six five kids at the high school level is, you know, that's nothing to sniff at, you know what I mean? So, uh, and athletic kids too. Um, so when you have that combination, you have some height to you. Um, you have great chemistry because you've been playing together for so long. Um, you know, the teams up from Northern California, you know what I mean? They, they can, they can hang with the best of them. Um, but especially PV and, uh, you know, they proved it. They won, they beat Venice. I think they won by four points on Friday. Uh, the game was at 4 PM in Sacramento and, you know, just seeing that the culmination come together and then winning that state championship, uh, it, it, it was awesome to see. I, I didn't get to see it in person, but we, we recorded it and uh, the stream. So it was really cool to see, you know what I mean, real real fun stuff. Great to cover the story. Yeah, hell yeah. I noticed that you – I don't remember who said it because I initially started working the nights at the news station, but some, <laughs> someone was like – Man, Omar Stetson has, like, a really good setup. Like, he's always on, like, Dylan Brown's Late Show and shit like that. Like, yeah. how do you get the chance to, like, always be on primetime and at night, man? Because, like, I, I feel <laughs> like when I first started out, like, it was the holidays. So, like, they'd have you go do yeah. the Garden of Lights. They'd have you go do stuff like that. It wasn't necessarily packages. It was just, like, it'd be you on a live shot somewhere yeah. doing stuff. But, uh, you know, how do you kind of get in good I guess what's I, I do you get in good with anyone? Or do they just be like, hey, Omar, you're on the nights tonight? <laughs> I hope you know, I hope I'm getting in good with folks. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> like, do you got to work a 12 hour shift? I hope, like, I hope I am. But uh, are you staying the, longer? How does so that work? We didn't have a night reporter before. Uh, you know, last year at KRCR, the night reporter was Colton Chavez, who's I believe is in Florida now. You know, I don't know Colton. Haven't met him, but you know, if you're listening, Colton out there, hello, hello, yeah, for sure. <laughs> good, to, good to see you. Good to hear from you. And uh, uh, so, but so after that, they didn't really have a night reporter. So, you know what I mean? When I got there, you know, September, since I'm still so new, uh, so you know, it feels weird kind of talking about the past at all. But uh, you know, when I got there, it was really just kind of Dylan. Dylan was on his own. Dylan and Darren Leeds, the probably the most popular weatherman ever. Um, next to Mike Kruger, uh, RIP Darren Lee. He's not dead. He just left. Yeah. Chicago, uh, right? He went back to his <laughs> yeah, roots. He went, he went back home, back yeah. home to Illinois. That's dope. Um, you know, to raise his daughter there with the rest of his family who's from there. Um, so shout out to Darren. It was really just Darren, you know, Dylan, um, production, you know, shout out to Matt and, you know, shout out to Adam Robinson and all those guys, shout out Adam McAllister, um, you know, photographer. So 
they, uh, I believe it was Adam McAllister who went to Carrie Loring, the news director, and was like, hey, what do you think of a nightside reporter? And you know, Carrie, Carrie's like, always like, boom, boom, boom. So she's like, let's do it. And uh, she said, uh, you know, my personality, you know, being a little more happy-go-lucky, being a little friendly, um, you know what I mean? Had my personality was was good for nights, you know what I mean? Because you need that. It's a little more loosey goosey, you know what I'm saying? Right. When you're on the night side, yeah. When you're doing the late shows, you the, know the real late side, like ten, eleven o'clock. Not yeah, yeah, exactly. Necessarily five or five thirty, but mm, yeah, right, yeah. Doing ten and eleven, um, that that it it's it was suited. Like my personality was more suited for it. You know what I'm saying? McAllister, he goes, you know, at the five o'clock, it's you know it's nice and buttoned up, puts his suit, suit and tie on. He takes his camera, yeah, and he you know sits it on a nice tripod, keeps it still, right? You know what I mean? When we're on the lates, Adam's like, you know what I mean? I'm screw screw a tripod. I'm gonna take the camera, go over the shoulder. It's a little shaky. You know what I'm saying? We're moving around a little bit. That's gives like, a character, right? It's a little yeah, character. It sure. Makes it a little different for the for the late show. So yeah. that's kind of how it all came together um, for me going on lates. Um, considering like the shuffle around of the newsroom since you know people were leaving. You know, Cass. Shout out to Cass. Cassandra Gutierrez, yeah, yeah, who's uh, in in uh, Fresno now. So you know, great, great, great reporter. We really missed her. Um, still do. So she she left, um, and then um, Darren Leeds leaving. Daisy going and, and doing weather. Uh, right. So it kind of shuffled around. So I ended up back kind of on day side, right? Um, but I'd love to go back to nights. The best part about nights is I wake up with no alarm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm, <laughs> you know I, mean? I ain't dude. a morning person. Oh you know what I'm saying? You come in at 3 o'clock. You know what I mean? I don't care if I go straight to sleep after work. You know what I mean? Midnight hits and shift is over. I go home. I, I knock right out. Right. You know what I'm saying? I it's go midnight. to sleep. Yeah, yeah it's, it's midnight. I don't need to do nothing else. <laughs> I just work the full shift as a journalist. Like, it's hard stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm tired. I'll knock right out. You know what I'm saying? And wake up. You know what I mean? 9, 9.30. No alarm. You know what I'm saying? Day mm. side. Uh, each each one has its different challenges, but you know what I'm saying? When I'm day side, it's like I'm waking up, you know what I mean? I'm rolling out like 8 o'clock, like, oh, my God. Like, mm. You know? <laughs> yeah, I got to go to work in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So right. uh, that was that was honestly one of the cool parts about nights. They, they each have their different challenges, don't get me wrong, because um, the thing about, you know, nights is once once you hit five, it's it's so much more difficult to get stories. You know what I'm saying? Because things are closing. Business hours are closed. People are gone. It's by the time it's night side, you know what I'm saying? Unless you're hitting breaking news or something crazy happens, it's like, you know what I mean? Not as much is going on. You know what I mean? Whereas during the day, one of the f- most fun parts about being a journalist, in my opinion, is like, you know what I mean? The story ain't there. Go out and find the story. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for example, uh, you know, when the Flanagan fire happened last week, um, we were trying to follow up with Cal Fire and, uh, you know, because it was determined that Cal Fire started the fire with a, a burn pile that got out of control. And right. so, you know, if if I was doing that night side, um, you know, I'd go up and try to talk to Cal Fire. You know what I mean? If you know, can't really get anything good with Cal Fire, you're kind of stuck a little bit, a little bit more. It's it's a little harder to, to uh, do the logistics. Whereas like day side... Um, I talked to Cal Fire, and I was like, this story is missing something. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not enough. I, we just on the phone with Cal Fire is not great television. You know what I'm saying? So at like 1030, I just decided, I said, you know what, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to go out to Shasta Lake 
and find some folks that where the fire was, you know what I'm saying? And so I went out, uh, drove up to Shasta Lake right where the fire was because I was there when the fire happened. So I remember where all this, all the shit was. Like, you know what I mean? It's right. Ten foot flames right in front of me. I ain't going to yeah. forget where that is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> I've gone out there and, you know, I just knock on doors. I find folks and, and say, hey, what was your experience? Tell me about how the fire was. You know what I mean? And I ended up finding three really cool uh, people living out in Shasta Lake, really friendly folks who told me their experience you know, with the Flanagan fire and, uh, you know, with, uh, talking about, you know, why did Cal fire asking why did Cal fire burn that day? It was super windy. You know what I'm saying? Super windy. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was windier than Cal fire had expected. So, you know what I mean? Just, that's what makes kind of the days easier. If I try to do that eight o'clock at night, might get shot. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm only slightly joking. But, uh, like, you can't do that as much oh, at night. Shit. You know what I mean? Just knock on doors, find folks, find the right. story early in the morning, and have it ready, you know, for the primes for, you know, 5, 5, 30, 6, 30, and 7. You know what I'm saying? So I loved uh, – but, yeah, the one thing about nights is that I think that's where people really started to uh, recognize me around here because they're like – you know what I mean? I was usually I would do like maybe two or three lives in a in a pretty hectic day. I would do like three lives in the afternoon. So I'd probably be like uh you know, some days I would be live in the five, five thirty, six thirty and seven and then do a story for the lates, right? So like I would show up at three and it's like you're live at five. It's like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get your people, shit think, people think it's it's easy, but it's like Hell no. You know, going just simply going live requires so much uh, time and like because so many things can go wrong. You know what I mean? Like literally yeah. everything can go wrong when you're trying to go live on television. Right. You you need the communication. You need your script. You need your you know, what I mean, your IFBs, excuse me, the audio like your audio to work. You right. Need, you know what I mean? Your microphone where you need everything to just to play in sync you need to go find the shot you got to make sure you got good connection so people can see you on tv right so it's not grainy in 240p or whatever you know what i'm saying like you there's a whole lot of shit that goes into you know what i mean going on live tv that people just don't do not understand and won't understand unless you you do it so to do that four times in the primes and then turn a story in the lates like that would be a super hectic day, but at the end of the day, I think um, during that time period, it's like I was just on TV so much that now people kind of recognize me. You know what I mean? Especially like kind of the demographic of people watching the news, right? You know what I mean? Like especially like retired people, people, you know, the older demographic, like, right. oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I see you all the time. I I was at a at the Chico Foothill game I was talking about earlier, uh, one of the assistant coaches for Foothill, it, it was funny. Um, he was like, I introduced myself because I was introducing myself to the coaching staff. And he, he comes up to me, he's like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. You're, you're Anwar Stetson. You know, I was falling asleep. And uh, I was on the couch, just kind of knocked out on the couch. And then uh, I heard your voice and it woke me up. <laughs> you're like, like, Thanks, man. <laughs> I, cool, I was appreciate it because I, uh, I was doing football highlights. And uh, he was like, you know, I guess my energy woke him up. So I said, oh, that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? That's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, that's how I got on to nights. So I'm not on nights right now. Really just, you know, regular nine to five. You know what I'm saying? And then we usually go live at five and five thirty. 
But you know, it'd be nice to go on nights again. But you know what I mean. You got to be flexible. Right, you know what I mean, in this so, industry, it sounds like nights are more reserved for the new guy. It sounds like they want to get the new face out there because I've noticed there's a lot of Sam in the nights. And then it was you a few months ago. It sounds like I didn't realize you only got there in September, but I'm kind of finding the pattern where it's like the new guys are on a night. I feel like it's it's a thing where they're trying to push like this is our new reporter, get to know them, get to see their face. Is that what it is? Did they ever like get that across to you, or did you just figure like oh, they just uh, want I don't nights. know. I could see. Uh, I could see that, um, but I'll, I'll say a lot of uh, cause say I don't know I don't think Sam usually works nights now usually but they'll push his like packages and stuff. So if if Sam's I haven't had time to watch a lot of it, but like if Sam's stuff is getting pushed on the lates and you know his packages are good, his stories are good um, for the lates and on daybreak, then like that's that just means Sam's pushing good content. You know what I mean? He's good, he's making good stories. Yeah, you don't make those lates so like you're good. good, man. That's yeah. just how it is. So if yeah. you uh you know what I mean, if you got something that's good to run multiple times, you know what I mean, in a day and on daybreak, that's that's a good thing. So I'm glad Sam's stuff is getting out there because Sam's really good. Um but uh yeah, I mean it's tough, you know, they they don't really have I don't know kind of how the history of it was. Like I said, all I know is Colton was there for nights. I'm sure people that have been watching KRCR for years uh, could pr- probably know more than I do. I, I, right. I can bet they know more yeah. than I do. But Because uh, <laughs> you're working it. You're not watching it. Right, I'm working it. it. I'm not watching it. You right. know what I mean? They have the easy job. They just watch it. Um, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, nights is cool. And, you know, Dylan um, Dylan is really great. You know, like like I said, before I got there – um, Dylan didn't really even have a producer. So like Dylan was kind of soloing the whole thing. So with help from the rest of the production, but Dylan Brown would you know, help would he produce the show. He would try to get an interview and he would anchor the show. And like, <sighs> Jesus, that just takes a level of like, I, I, people might not realize like how not to, you know, to toot our own horns a little bit, like, but up here, people don't understand how kind of good, we are because it's just the local news, but especially Dylan, um, Dylan Brown, Sade Brown, like D- Dylan and Sade producing and anchoring and sometimes even getting a story in like right, takes, and reporting and reporting, right? So just takes a level of like incredible skill that like, I don't think most people can do and they make it look so effortless that like most people don't see how incredible it is that they're doing. It's just like, Hey, you know, I woke up today, put on a suit, and hello, here's the five o'clock news. Right. I'm Dylan Brown. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Is not is so Except much. Dylan's more than... screaming at you because he's just naturally very loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I, <laughs> I did the audio for Dylan's shows, and he's so unpredictable, but he's the nicest dude in the world. That's but... why I love it. But yeah, shout yeah. out to shout out to Knights. I mean, they have a producer now, Maeve, who's an incredible producer. She's great. Um, you know, I mean, Dylan, they they have a dynamic, so they they get to uh you know work on their show. But you know, I I, I miss nights. Shout out to nights. Um, <laughs> it's cool stuff, and especially yeah. especially when football season comes back. I loved being able to do that three to midnight shift where uh you know I'm covering football and just get to do all the highlights for the lates and all the the quick turnaround for football is so fun to me. Like you know what I mean? You get uh. You know, a game starts at, like, a varsity game starts at, like, 6, and then the game's over by, like, 8.39. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you turn that around, and then, boom, at 10 o'clock you have the high school highlights right. for that it's night. On there. And I'm like, that's yeah. so awesome to me. You know what I mean? You got a two-minute package on the lates. Like, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, also, real quick, too, on that note, just, like, 
you know, turning football got I got so uh, I had to get so good at it so quickly because it's so stressful. But it, it it's really awesome. Like when I was talking about the Fall River, um, Fall River State Championship, that game ended at nine thirty, and you know, before the game, I interviewed both coaches. I I put together all the highlights. At nine thirty, the game ends. They win state. I get plenty of footage of the team cheering and celebrating. I interviewed the athletic director, uh, Rafael Sevilla, who's also you know an LA native. So you know we clicked a little bit that way. Um, and it was like thirty degrees. I'm in MacArthur, right? Mm. So you you want to talk about? I'm like and this is the fall. Mean? This is like November, right? October, November. This is like December seventh oh, okay. or eighth. Yeah, so it's it about cold. 30 degrees, 9.30 at night. Um, and I was able, at 9.30, I put together an entire highlight package with interviews from the coach in about 25 minutes. So, like, <laughs> when I went, Man. like a good package a good package takes an hour. If you really want to do a good package with skilled reporters, you know what I mean? They, you can do it in an hour, but, like, sometimes it could take up to two hours to do it. I did it in, like, 25 minutes. And after that, I was like, you know what? Um, after I was done, I was like, all right, well, let me just drive on back to Reading. And I'm I'm driving up, and, you know, I'm heading to Bernie. And I'm hearing on the, the radio, it's like, all chains required, Hatchet Mountain, this and that. And it's starting to get a little rainy. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what's going on here, <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, I pull up into the gas station. And you know what I mean? I'm like a fish out of water. I never seen so at this point in my life, I'd seen snow twice. LA um, native. Yeah, born and raised yeah. in LA. So you know what I'm saying? I'm or maybe even once. I don't know if I'd seen snow twice at that point in my life. I went to <sighs> I went and wild. visited uh Yosemite because I went to school. I went to college in Merced. Yosemite's right near Merced. So like I went and saw the snow in Yosemite once, but I never lived in it or had to drive in it or nothing like that. And uh, I walk into the gas station in Bernie, and I'm like, hey, uh, does anybody know how to put chains on the cars? Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm That's doing. That's hilarious. And the people, you know what I'm saying? It's just a regular weekend to them. They just like. This is what we do up the, here. Yeah, it's December. Put the chains on. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I decide, I'm like, I don't know what to do because I don't want to drive up that mountain. You know what I'm saying? It's like 3,000 feet. It's dark. It's like it's close to midnight now. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what do I do? So I, what I ended up doing is uh, I just went into my car, the station car, and uh, I was like, you know what? Um, maybe I'll just wait it out. You know what I'm saying? So I took a nap real quick, and when I woke up from the nap at, like, 1.30 a.m., I look, and it's just a winter wonderland. Like, it is snowing like crazy. And it's so funny, you know, me and my girlfriend joke about this all the time when I told her, but, like, I didn't know – what like snow i thought snowflakes like were gonna look like how they look a on, flake in cartoons like on disney movies yeah. yeah like you see the snowflakes and it's like a star yeah right Fancy. and i and i you know open the door and i'm like i'm like oh is this snow like it's just little circles you know like oh shit this is snow. <laughs> i'm like i thought it might have been a fire or something because like it looked like ash at first like I didn't know that's what snow. Oh, you'll see that too soon the, enough. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know too. what the snow falling on the ground looked like. And then before I know it, it's like a couple inches, right? 
and I'm getting scared. I'm like, this ain't getting better. This is getting worse. You know what I'm saying? Right. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? So uh, I called my girlfriend. My girlfriend used to live in Arizona. Um, And what's interesting, a lot of people don't know, certain parts of Arizona are actually really high elevation. So where she lived, it snowed all the time. And so I FaceTimed her, and I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm going to be stuck here all weekend. 1.30 uh, a.m. I'm going to die, right? And she's like, she's like, turn the camera around. Turn the camera around. She's show me what it looked like outside. I was like, okay. And I showed her, and you know, it was about an inch. She was like, you need to get on the road. Like, get on the road. Don't wait. You know what I mean? Because if it's an inch now, that's fine. You'll make it. You know what I mean? If it's two, three, four inches and it gets worse, like, then you're really going to be then stuck. You're in trouble, yep. So you better get on that road now. I'm like, oh, okay. Can, this, can you stay on FaceTime with right. me while I drive? Comfort She's me. like, yeah, I'll stay on FaceTime with you. <laughs> and I drive up uh, Hatchet Mountain, and I get up there, and I, let me tell you, it is just coming down. It's just, it's a blizzard for sure, like. It's, it's an actual blizzard, and um, I'm going about 15 miles an hour. Like, I'm just, damn, like, driving up the, yeah. up the mountain. And I still I still remember it because, you know what I'm saying, <clears throat> like, journalist mindset, I'm like, I got to get this shit. This shit is fucking awesome. So, but I'm also scared as hell at the same time. So I pull right. out my phone, I get the B-roll, and I turn my uh, brights on. And when the, you turn the brights on, I mean, it really, like, you could see all the flakes just coming down, just shh. And I get, like, 10 seconds of B-roll on that. And I remember, like, uh, when I made it back, they used that B-roll on every, like, uh, like so many promos had the, you know what I mean, we're the first for severe weather. And it shows, right. like, the blizzard coming down. People don't know. I took that footage. Wow. <laughs> that was me on the mountain. I didn't if know If you ever that. see those old promos of the of the big blizzard happening, that was I took that fresh B roll thinking I was gonna die. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And so I like, you know what I mean? I was so scared. I was so, so scared. Cause like you cannot see. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't see the lines in the road. You can't with your brights on, you can't see a hundred feet. You know what I mean? In the distance. And you're supposed to be able to see what, like two hundred feet or something? I don't, I don't remember. But like like left and right, like the left side of the mountain is all woods and like there's part of if it like there's it like drops off, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you swerve a little too much to the left, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And there's people cars coming to the other sides, so you're watching for that. I'm driving dumb slow, dumb slow, and it takes me forever, you know what I mean, to drive. I get up to the top of the mountain, and I'm like, once I hit the top of the mountain, I was like, okay, I think I'll live, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not gonna be easy, but like the worst part is over. And, like, there, there was a cop there and, a, like, a lady, like, spun out, you know what I mean, on the road. And the cop was just sitting there, you know, watching her, keeping it safe or whatever. So people were spinning out, you know what I mean. But, like, once I got down the, the mountain, there was a couple times where it's, like, you're driving and it's, like, you lose control of the wheel a little bit, like, because you're sliding on the ice. Right. But it really wasn't that bad. Looking back on it, I was, like, if I had just left an hour earlier – it, it barely wouldn't have even been snowing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's totally good. But, uh, yeah, all, that was all for Fall River High School's state football championship. But at the end of the day, to me, it was worth it because I wasn't going to miss that game for anything because they're the first team uh, in the history of Shasta County to win a state football championship, you know? That's dope, man. So <laughs> you got hired in September. Yep. Let's talk about how – 
because I, I was gonna ask these questions individually, but I, I'm just gonna put them together. So you're from mm-hmm. Los Angeles, yes, sir, LA native. You were there for a long time. Looking at your LinkedIn, all the way till you were probably what 25, 26, or maybe even till last year. Yeah, so I was born and raised in LA. I grew up near uh, Venice Beach, um, the marina, um, the little nice area. Um, up until I was, you know, I lived in the same house till I was 18. You know what I mean? Lived with my parents. Like, I hadn't really gone anywhere else. I was, you know, all I knew um, was, like, West L.A. Um, after high school, I went to UC Merced uh, in Merced. So, Merced's like, you go to Fresno just go, like, keep going a little bit. You know what I mean? No disrespect. Like, Merced, Modesto, Fresno, and Bakersfield are all the same city. <laughs> yeah, I mean? for sure. No dude. disrespect to them. Bakersfield and Fresno is the same it's, shit. It's the same shit. But, yeah. like uh, – I, I loved being in Merced. That was the first time I was away from home, so I spent four years in Merced. But uh, even then, Merced's about a four-hour drive back to L.A. So, it's you know, Merced's about halfway between here and L.A., um, kind of driving-wise. Uh, so I was still home a lot. Um, and then after that, I I came home. I worked for the Clippers for a year. You know, I was an intern there. We were talking about it. You know, I was at Staples Center every day, you know, crypto or whatever the hell they call it. It's but, crypto.com uh, now, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'm sure the, the bloods are happy anyway. Right. <laughs> Look, crypt? Nah, but uh, <laughs> it's Staples. It was Staples when I worked there. It's and it's, it's always going to be Staples to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I worked at, at Staples. You know what I mean? I got to see all the Clippers games. I was working. Um, then after that, you know, year in L.A., I left the Clippers because I didn't see a lot of upward mobility. You know what I'm saying with the Clippers. So the department I'm, I'm <laughs> ironically enough. Well, yeah, but the the in the business side of it is like they were. It was mostly sales. So like we were game night staff. We were helping the games. We helped with season ticket holders. But like the step up was like sales. So we're like you were selling season tickets to people, and like I can't sell. It. I'm I'm not a salesman. Like that's never gonna be what I do. So I was like. I left the Clippers, and then I actually became a substitute teacher for a year. So that was in um, uh, I, I taught in schools all around L.A., right? So at this point, I had no idea what I what I wanted to do. I remember I was listening a little bit to to Mason's podcast where she was like, uh, when, when you had Mason on, and she was like, oh, I always want to, I'm a reporter. That's all I'm going to do. I was like, that was not. Like she knew for a long yeah, time. Yeah, she knew for yeah. a long time. I did not know this was She's what I lucky. was going to do. Not a lot of people mean? have that. Fresh yeah. out of college. You know what I mean? I, I worked, but it was good. I was glad I worked different jobs and I lived a little life, you know what I'm saying? And grew up a little bit before I got into my career. Uh, and so I was a substitute teacher for a year um, and I taught all over the place, but I became a long-term sub at uh, this school called Barack Obama Charter School. And uh, it was on, a, if anyone knows LA, El Segundo on 132nd Street. So that's like kind of Athens-ish, right near the border with Compton. So I kind of mostly tell people who aren't from LA. I taught it. I taught at uh, elementary school in Compton for a year, which was a really cool experience. You know what I mean? Learned a lot. Uh, grew up a little bit. Just learned about kids. You know what I'm saying? But uh, how I was saying how I hate mornings. I couldn't be a teacher because you had to be there at seven thirty every single morning Mm-mm. teaching kids and the kids didn't like that because I was late every day because I hated mornings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You remember being a kid, you guys That's all had to, you had to like hilarious. wait. So I taught, it was a uh, third grade for a little bit at that school. And then I taught uh, fourth grade for the rest of the year. So it was a couple months. I was a long-term sub and like, you know what I mean? You get there at like seven 30 and you know, all the kids are waiting in the cafeteria or whatever. But then like you get a little more, 
tired and a little more tired and you wake up a little later, a little later and it's like you get there at like 7.50 and you're in the cafeteria. The cafeteria is empty and it's just your class. You know what I mean? They're all just sitting there like, where's Mr. Stetson at? Mr. Et-? And you know what I mean? And yeah. when the kids are annoyed, it, it does not bode well. You know what I'm you saying? Trouble. They're going to give you shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you sure. walk in and they're like, why are you late, Mr. S? I'm just like, come on, let's go, kids. I'm like, like, you know what I mean? And then it's like, it, it becomes a bad day. I love teaching. I love kids a lot. And I, that could have been my career, but, like, I just could not do the mornings, especially when it's like you have to teach a whole classroom of kids. you got to be super, super energetic. So I give, like, a lot, a lot of um, credit to teachers. You know what I'm saying? Especially teachers in the in the inner city um, who do who go, like, the extra mile with less resources. You know what I'm saying? Because all the teachers there – went above and beyond every day and they had less resources, you know what I'm saying, um, than schools in wealthier neighborhoods. But that was a cool, cool experience. After that, I went, so I stayed in LA, did a year of that. And then I got into USC, um, to do journalism. And because, uh, Mm. basically, you know, I saw people, um, my, my ex-girlfriend got into USC for, uh, her master's in social work and she applied because we saw another friend of ours, get her, uh, get accepted to USC to do a master's in social work and no disrespect at all. But like growing up, I thought USC was like Harvard. Like I thought it was just like impossible to ever get in there. I never thought I'd ever be able to go. But then I was like, dang, these folks get into USC. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? There's just two people I knew or, uh, you know, me and my eyes were talking around the time and, you know, we were like, she got into USC. Shit, I might as well apply. Right, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, this ain't no. If she's in USC, I'm in USC. I'm right. I'm like, look, like, <laughs> no respect. Like, she ain't Einstein. If she can get in, then I can get in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Hell I yeah. took a whim on it and I applied. I got in uh, to do journalism because my goal was always to be, um, well, it wasn't always, but at that point, I realized it was really real that I could be, you know, a sports journalist. Like, I could be on, you know, growing up. Um, I, uh, you know, my favorite show, some kids, you know, they watch cartoons and some get home and I did too, but like my favorite things to watch when I get home was like PTI, you know what I mean? Mike mm. Wilbon, yeah. Stephen A. Smith, you know what I mean? I would go home and watch ESPN and I'd watch sports center every night. First take every day. Exactly. Skipping Stephen A. Hell yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sports nation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Colin Coward. I've watched that all the time. And my favorite, 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 uh, sports center anchor was Stuart Scott. And so I always, yeah, rest in peace. Uh, I always wanted to be like Stuart Scott growing up. Cool, like the other side of the pillow, just all sorts of, The yeah. way he did his highlights, the way he did Dude, I was like. Goat. Yes, I'm Still like. Still the goat. Growing up, I was like, that's why, like, somebody does this for a living. They're just fun and funny and cool and, like, you get to talk sports highlights for a living. I'm like, I got to do that. You know what I'm saying? But I just didn't see the path to it. So I was like, you know what I mean? You can't do that, like. You need to get something feasible, like being a teacher. You know what I mean? Good benefits. You know what I'm saying? Or a, why don't you get a normal job? That kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Get a normal job. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not as yeah. much people were pounding me and pounding me. You know what I mean? To do that, but it was right. like I just didn't see it. Where it was like, nah, nah. There's, there's no way. There's no way. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I did want to get into the sports industry, but it's like so much of the sports industry was like sales and this and that. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, you know what, once I once they got in and then, you know, once I got accepted to USC, 
I was like, you know what? I could, I really started to see it physically that, you know what I mean? It could take off. You know what I mean? And so I got into USC. I had zero journalism experience. Zero. I used to freelance write for UC Merced's, one of UC Merced's papers. Um, it was like an online publication. And I would just like write 500 words on like, uh, music or something or like sports or something like it was just opinion pieces but like in terms of actual journalism I had zero experience I didn't know how to write for news I didn't know how to work a camera didn't know how to uh you know go live I didn't know how to I'd never sat in front of a camera I never interviewed somebody I had absolutely zero journalism experience going into USC that was 20 the summer of 2018 I used to joke uh we had a camera uh session um, by a professor, his name was Dan Berman, and uh, Dan Berman would teach the new students how to work a camera, and so we brought a camera to, you know, USC, or to the uh, building, uh, journalism buildings, and, like, he just took us around the building and had us, like, shoot B-roll, and so I get there, and, like, um, I'm embarrassed, because, like, everybody's doing stuff, and, like, my camera don't work, and I'm like, why don't my camera work? I'm like, oh, my God. And then I realized, looking at the other kids' cameras, they had SD cards. I didn't even know what an SD card was. I didn't know what a memory card was. I couldn't. Probably help. <laughs> I had never yeah. put a memory card into a camera and recorded something. And so for the whole rest of that class, I literally pretended like I was shooting film with no camera to rec- or no card to record it. So <laughs> it's like, how you make it, man. Right. That's how I started. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, that was a year-long program from 2018 to 2019. By 2019, I'd like, I did a podcast, I did radio, I did, uh, I anchored a show, you know, once a week, I was a co-sports anchor once a week, Mm. you know what I'm saying, I did a whole, I did long features, um, I did a feature on Elijah Griffin, who's the son of Warren G, uh, the rapper, the West Coast rapper, Elijah Griffin played football on USC's football team, he was like a starting safety or corner, I think, uh, for a few years, so I did a profile on him. Like, I did a whole bunch of stuff, like, all over the place. Like, came up with ideas for pilots and shows and things like that, all types of media. So, like, within that year, um, I be- really became a journalist. You know what I mean? That's dope, man. Yeah. So, Wait, going real, real quick. I really have to take this real quick. So Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we can take a break right now. Yeah. I'll no listen. problem. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, guys, and we are back. So, I want to ask you, L.A. Roots, we've talked about it ad nauseum here so far. But coming here to the North State, I find it interesting that you born and raised in L.A. It's the number two media market behind New York in the mm-hmm. country, like bar none. It probably is number one because they got Hollywood. New York don't got Hollywood. Yeah. So how did KRCR in particular find you? Why did you want to come to the North State? Did you try and do some stuff? I mean, obviously from your LinkedIn, you tried to do some stuff in L.A. that just didn't go where you wanted to go or you just were trying stuff out. But how does someone from LA in the number two market decide I want to go to Redding, California and be a news reporter? Yeah, I was tell you, I knew absolutely nothing about Redding. I didn't know anything about anything north of Sacramento. I mean, it is really it is it's a different state up here. Like you're you Jefferson. Know what I'm saying? It's Jefferson, Jefferson up here. <laughs> either I'm either I'm not from California or y'all not from California. Yeah, basically. we're not from California. That's so, you think of California, you think of Yeah, it's your it's, California. It's really different. But uh I originally my idea was like I wanted to live in a different state. You know what I mean? I wanted to get a, a different perspective. Um and, you know, just not stay in the same place my whole life. And, you know, I, I definitely got that coming up here. You know what I'm saying? So uh, basically, you know, 
after I graduated USC, I worked for Spectrum Sportsnet, which was uh, the Lakers and Dodgers local station. Right. So basically, I was kind of a lackey. Like, I was cutting highlights, basically. Um, so, you know, the, the cameraman would go out and interview LeBron, and then, like, I'd cut it up. I didn't get to meet LeBron or nothing. But uh, what's funny enough, literally two years ago yesterday was the last day I worked for them. And uh, that's because the world ended. The world ended. Right. March 11, 2020. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It declared a pandemic. NBA canceled the year. Rudy Gobert got COVID. Yep. All of that happened. Same day. Tom Hanks got COVID. Tom Hanks. Literally all of that shit happened. March 11. Not even March March 11, like the same three hours. It was crazy. (laughs) The same evening. Yeah. So literally, (laughs) literally the afternoon, 535, I asked my coworker at Spectrum. My coworker asked me at Spectrum. He's like, hey, uh. Did you, you know, do you think this Corona stuff is real, man? Do you think this Corona mm. shit is real? I was like, you know, it'll probably be bad. It'll get worse before it gets better. Like, it'll right. probably be a few weeks or a month or something. It's and a then, new virus. Yeah. yeah and then, like, let it spread. And then, you know, everything will be back to normal. People get, that was literally the last time I ever saw him. It was the last time I saw him. Last That's time I crazy. saw all my other coworkers. Last time I stepped foot in that job. Because we were doing stuff for the Lakers. Season ended. You know what I mean? They canceled the NBA. So the Lakers were getting I had no good. job. Good, that was bro. after that Lakers Clippers Sunday afternoon game when LeBron mm-hmm. was screaming, pounding his chest. Like you're the one seed, I think. Yeah, we uh, were. So of course we were. That was the that was the last day I worked that job, and so I lost that job because of COVID. So after three months, they didn't bring me back, even when the NBA came back, because they said they lost revenue. So it's like I had nothing to do for like a whole year. You know what I'm saying? So I was just living at you know with my living in my mama's house basically collecting COVID checks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that was a lot of people's nothing. 2020 man. It was yeah. rough out there. Yeah, there was no so, joke. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean it was good for me, but you know just in terms of like I got healthier. Yes, I was cooking my own. You know what I mean? Food. Uh, I had time to cook my own food. You know, lift more weights and stuff like that. Uh, you know, go running and stuff. So it, it was good sleep. for my mental health. Yeah, yeah. get enough sleep. Not wake up early in the morning. You know what I'm saying? You hate those uh, mornings. Hate those mornings. <laughs> but um, basically, I applied to every sportscaster job in the country, and I'm not exaggerating. I applied to at least a hundred, um, at the very least. Like I stopped counting after like eighty. So, um, every sports MMJ, every sports anchor, I was applying to. Louisiana and Rhode Island and like Florida, Georgia, Damn. you know what I mean? I Rhode had no Island. I had no qualms about staying home, but like you know what I mean? You got to to be a journalist, you got to start off in a small market. That's who's hiring, you know what I mean? And uh you really it, it you're in competition with everybody in the country. You know what I'm saying? Like it is only so many jobs. And so, you know, I got a call back from this place in Rochester, Minnesota, didn't get a call back from there. And then uh, the end of 2021, uh, I was working out and I actually tore my ACL. So, oh wow! I had like a, it was literally the exact same injury as Kawhi Leonard's last injury. So it was the same, same knee, same type of tear, but not a complete tear, partial. But uh, Kawhi got surgery. I didn't didn't have great health insurance. Um, <laughs> yeah, you didn't have the Clippers health insurance. Yeah, right. Either so. Uh, um, I had to do, so I stopped applying for jobs. I had to do physical therapy for months. You know what I mean? I had to learn how to walk again, basically. That's a little exaggeration, but like I had to learn how to put pressure on my leg again to the point where I could eventually start running again. So I had to do months and months of PT 
So I stopped applying for jobs at all. I can't, you know what I'm saying? Can you imagine me going live in crutches? Like, uh, right. I'm on more than right? Like, Garner Lights. <laughs> you're right. It's cold out here. My <laughs> knee is hurting. Yeah. Right, exactly. For sure. So I couldn't do that. Um, and then it all kind of lined up. So about that May-ish, um, I started to get better to the point where I could kind of do regular activities again. And then um, by June... Uh, I started applying to jobs. I applied to be a Pac-12 assistant for the Pac-12 assistant for the Pac-12 networks, and I'd been up to San Francisco before uh, and covered um, Pac-12 college basketball for USC's basketball team. So I was like, "Oh, I got a connection there." So I uh, applied for that job, and uh, it would have been a good job. You know what I mean? Paying well in San Francisco, um, and then that same. Like like a day later, um, I got an email from Carrie Loring, our news director, because I had applied for this job just out of – I had literally forgotten I applied. Like you, when you apply say, to jobs, sure it's like you, you apply forgot. to so many jobs. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? It's always the ones you forget about too that come back around. And yeah, like, Carrie oh, yeah. emails me like, hey, can we talk today? Like just immediately. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And she talked. Uh, we talked. We had a whole Zoom meeting. Talked for like an hour you know what I mean? Carrie, you know, really sold the job and this and that. She really acted like she wanted me here. You know what I'm saying? The next day I got an interview for the Pac-12 Networks job. And like the person at the Pac-12 Networks, it was like, it didn't click. Like we didn't, I was trying to like keep it's the kind conversation of like Mason story. going. Like with yeah. Carrie, it clicked. You go to this other one and it just don't yeah. hit the same. And they yeah. didn't, they acted like they didn't really want me at the job. You know what I'm saying? But like Carrie, like a hundred percent, like we want you to work here. We your reel is great, you know what I mean. We think your skill is great, your personality is great. Like you could really do this, you know what I'm saying. So it was really as easy as that, you know what I'm saying. The first like the week before, uh, I talked to Carrie for the first time. The week after, I was hired. You know what I'm saying? And, again, I didn't know anything about Reading, like nothing. I had heard of Reading. Um, what would you hear about us? Because I'm born and raised here. What would you hear about Reading? Here's what I knew about Reading. I knew in college we played Simpson. So I knew what Simpson University was. I knew about Sundial Bridge. Of course. That was literally it. That sounds about right. That was yeah. it. I thought what's funny is I thought everything north of Sacramento, I thought it was like all Humboldt. You know what oh, I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. So like I thought Humboldt, Eureka, and like you know what I mean? I thought it was all gonna be up here. I thought it was all gonna be Sasquatch and like forest and like redwoods. And redwoods yeah. and rain. The and ocean's like, not far, yeah. And like, you know, weed. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was just gonna all be like you know what I mean? Hippies and yeah. like Pacific Northwest. Like that's what I thought Reading was. It's a fair assessment. You know what I mean? And I also didn't think I didn't know how much of this state was left. Like I didn't know how much there was. So it's still like two hundred and fifty miles to Oregon. Exactly. Yeah. So I literally thought before again, I was born and raised in California my whole life. But it's like I literally thought it was gonna be like Sacramento, the border, Portland, Canada. Like I thought it was just like all 
crunched together. Crunched together. I thought like yeah. Seattle right there, Portland right there, Sacramento right there, and can and Vancouver right there. They didn't you know get to mean? a hot ass valley. Right. No ocean air because no the mountains I, block it. Yeah. So I didn't know at all. I didn't I didn't know anything about the heat. I didn't know anything about like the politics. I didn't know it was like a conservative, more rural area. Didn't know anything about that. So when I got that, I was like, oh, okay, like that's actually pretty interesting. Like, let me go and get you know, my original goal is like, let me go to a different state, like get a different perspective on folks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see how different people live, you know, live in a new city that I know absolutely nothing about and I don't know nobody. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, I got that, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, one thing I always say is uh, when I got here, I noticed the Sacramento River, and I'm like, oh, there's, like, a real river up here. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. the L.A. River is made out of concrete. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not huh. a real river, you know? I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's like you ever play GTA or watch a movie, and it's just like that oh, that's empty. True. It's like a, uh, it's I thought like that was graffiti. the aqueduct, but I guess, yeah. yeah like it, in Terminator, they had the, yeah. Yeah, it's the, L, it's the river. <laughs> Like, that's our river. You oh, shit, know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so seeing a real river for the first time, I'm like, oh, wow, like, this is different. You know what I mean? And so uh, I got here uh, September uh, Labor Day. So that's that was my first day. And you know what I mean? It's it's going by super fast. Like, we've been here six, seven months. You know what I'm saying? It's probably going to be, uh, you know, a year, you know, before I blink. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, I went from knowing nothing about Reading to knowing a lot about Reading in a very short period of time. Um, and the thing is, it's like, uh, one thing about Reading, it's like, it's very small compared to L.A., but, like, there's so many different, like, neighborhoods. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many different areas. And, like, you know, you go 10 minutes mm-hmm. in any direction, you know what I'm saying? Ten minutes outside of Reading, you're in West Valley. Like you're in literally Happy Valley, and it's just like you're way out in the sticks. And it, but same it's with like, like Palisades, right there. Yeah. yeah, you go out. You're way out in the sticks. You know what I'm saying? You go out, out north. You know, you go past Shasta Lake. You're in Lakehead. Way out in the. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's so many different little areas. Even though Reading is not like this big city, like there's so many. Little, you know, you go down Cypress, and like you're in a completely different neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? You go up, Skid Row. <laughs> not exactly. But yeah, like, no, not exactly. No, that's kind of a diss. But but uh, you know, go to West Reading, completely different. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. There's so many different areas, and I think it's pretty cool finding all those little like little areas. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, KRCR hires you. Labor Day, you're coming up here. I feel like I almost get paid to talk about this shit at this point, but I don't. Were you listening to? And this will transition us perfectly into. Uh, you good? Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, this will transition us perfectly in, into Kendrick. Were you bumping CLB when you're coming up here? I think that's, I think that's, I think that's the weekend CLB dropped. Were, were yeah, you? Uh, that actually was. So I did. So <laughs> I like, literally. So it. uh, my it, it it was perfect timing. You know what I mean? Because my drive up here. You know what I mean? I got here from from LA to Reading. I got here in seven hours and forty five minutes. So I got up the day before, like Sunday. First first work day was Labor Day. So I got up before Sunday. And, uh, yeah, seven and a half hours driving. You got to listen to music. You know what I'm saying? Need something. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I listen to Donda all the way, and I listen to CLB all the way. Which one do you prefer? Uh, I think Donda blows it out of the water, but I know that's I don't unpopular think it opinion. blows it out of the water, but Donda 
Uh, yeah, I'd say Donda was better. But there's, like, um, uh, what I'll say about CLB is, like, the good songs, I think, are better than Donda's good songs. You know okay. what I mean? Like, I feel like when Drake's really spitting, like, when he's Like 7 a.m., really, Bridal Path? Yeah, yeah, like the time and place songs or, Dude. you know what I mean, stuff like that. Drake really, like... Knife talk. Goes in. Yeah. Yeah, so... I will, yeah, I listen to both, but I'll slightly give it to Donda. I'll say I didn't really, like, I didn't really, like, listen to Donda or CLB, like, a million times anyway. I was really, I was, like I said, I was listening to Baby Keem. I listened to that more, because that dropped, what, like, the week like after? Like, a week or two after, I yeah. listened to Baby Keem's that album more than all of those other ones combined. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, driving up, you know, driving up the five, that's another thing. Man, oh my it's god! So annoying, like dude. There's fucking nothing out there at all. Yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing out there, man. Uh, it's so crazy. But the thing is, uh, driving up, I keep forgetting. Like, I don't know. Do you say the five? Do you say the in the freeways? You say I five. It could be either one. Okay. Uh, people here call it the five more so okay, because good. The, the five freeway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you're not really from here, it's it's I five because I five could go through. Washington, Oregon, it right. goes all the way. But people here call it the five. Like, oh, yeah, you hit the five, go, blah, blah, blah. Okay, good. Conwood. Yeah. Because, like, I went, you know, I went live once, and, like, I've, I've been told, like, people don't say the five up here, or they don't say the 44. Like, you say 44 or I-5, right? It could go either way. I, I okay. personally say the 44, the five, because, you know, being from here, I was like, oh, yeah, everyone yeah. knows what the 44 is. Everyone knows what the five is. Yeah, so. so hey, you're good. And you're I, good. Okay, yeah. so in L.A., we do that. We say the. So we say right. the five and this and that. But I was told, like, don't do that. So I went live once, and I was fumbling all over the Facebook Live because there was a car crash. And I was like, uh, I-44, I two, five, like, it was terrible. And I'm like, <laughs> if I was – if I just was comfortable enough to say the five and the 44, it would have flowed so much better. So it's good to know I can say the five and not be seen like, who's this guy? Who's this random person on our news? Like, you don't know what we say. What the fuck is this guy? Like, you guys don't say the I-405 or, or, or California. You say you hop on the 405. Yeah, the 405. And you go towards the what, 10. Yeah. Or, you, know, you hop on the 10, right. Yeah, hop on the 10. I always hear 405 because that's the one of the main you know highways in L.A. But, yeah, like that's. Yeah, hop yeah, on the 405 the and get off on Mulholland or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Or take the 10 and get off on Figueroa. Like that's. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. So let's talk about Kendrick, man. He yeah. is someone that we thought he might drop an album. People thought he was dissing Kanye on the end of the Family Ties song. You know, fuck that album, fuck that hard drive, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, And then what else was he saying? People thought maybe he was dissing Drake as well. No album from Kendrick. It's been almost five years. I bring it up because in all your bios, you say you're a Kendrick Lamar enthusiast. That's how I was like, how did you know? Instagram. So big on, but then like, no. I try try to be like a good journalist, man. I try to do my research for these. You're good research. So I love Kendrick as well, but it's been almost five years. I'm not even in the withdrawal phase. Like, I'm used to, like, not having it in my life anymore kind yeah. of shit. It's almost sad. But what do you expect? Do you think he'll drop this year? He just did the Super Bowl. He was dressed in all black. I don't know if that's going to be a theme for the album because people right. wear all black to funerals and to sad stuff. They don't wear white. White's a wedding color. Yeah. Black's the sad color. Right. What do you think is going to happen with Kendrick, man? Do you think he's going to drop this year finally? I don't know. You know, uh, let me tell you, like, I, I, I don't know if I could be a bigger stand of somebody. Right, as you can see from all my bios, like like I, I was saying, I, I grew up listening to Kendrick. You know what I mean? I first heard Kendrick in like oh nine. 
right? So the first song I heard mm. from Kendrick was a song called Compton State of Mind, where Kendrick was rapping uh, over Empire State of Mind, like the famous Jay-Z song, yeah. but like doing it about Compton. And I was like, oh, this kid's cool. Like, I, I listen to him, you know what I mean? And again, everybody in, from L.A. in that era, I didn't know they were going to be big. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we had all these people at once, Kendrick, Schoolboy Q, J-Rock, Absol, YG, Nipsey Hussle, uh, uh, Dom Kennedy is another one. Yeah, uh, I said George loves Dom, yeah. He's great. Classic, classic stuff. Uh, I went to high school with uh, Taco, so the dude from, from Odd, Odd Future. Future. Yeah, so they blew up around that same time, right. too. Tyler and Tyler the Creator and all that. Frank, so like Vince. Yeah, so yeah. it was all like a whole era and vibe. So I took that, you know, with Kendrick, and, you know, Kendrick kind of followed me through kind of my experiences right so i was a freshman in college when good kid mad city dropped mm. um mm. i remember i've ever made i remember sitting there like this is just this it's is a insane. whole other thing you know what yeah. i mean and so at that point i had followed my favorite artist to him blowing up and getting big and then having his debut album be a classic right it was just like i was over the moon you know what i'm saying then like to pimp a butterfly dropped like i'm not even like you know what I mean? Trying to be, I'm not like the most emotional person. You know what I'm saying? But I, I say this with zero, like I say this with zero embarrassment or nothing, but like when the end of Timber Butterfly happened, like the very end of the album, I had a little tearing up. I was tearing up a little bit. I was like, God, this was some, this was awesome. About this that shit, album's right? legit, it was man. so like, it's it, so it hit underrated. Me, you know, it hit me. Yeah. And so, uh, Talking about the Kendrick and Tupac interview. Is that what you're talking about? Or just the yeah. song? Yeah, or the whole thing. Just the whole you know thing, I mean? yeah. Just how okay. it, and then how it ended, I listened to it all the way through. And then by the time it ended, I was like, yo, this is one of the craziest things I've ever experienced in my life. So that ended up being, so I majored in English when I was in college. That ended up being my <laughs> senior thesis. That's the That's biggest, great the biggest stand shit you could ever do in your life. <laughs> graduate college in your I big you, final college project. Is writing an essay on it, right? So, yeah. like, I, you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, Damn dropped, and, you know, I didn't like Damn as much initially, but it grew on me a lot. Um, and so now I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm satisfied. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're saying, like, if Kendrick never dropped again, like, if he never has another album, it's like, that's okay. Cause he gave me To Pimple Butterfly, he gave me Good Kid, Mad City, you know what I'm saying? So interesting. He gave say us that. Section 80. Cause that's my theory. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we're ever getting another Kendrick album. I think so, he literally is done. And I don't think he planned on Damn being the last one, but I just feel like he just tapped out. I feel like he did his thing. He, he gave us three, as he calls them, astonishments, you know, difference between accomplishments and astonishments, yeah. the bar. He gave us three astonishments. Two of them were like super duper astonishments. And, yeah, if he never drops again, fine. I'll say, like, you know, he's on his own. He Like, he's, he's starting the little PG Lang thing. Right. You know, working with Baby Keem. You know what I'm saying? A lot. And, uh, you know, maybe he goes in that direction. Maybe, like, he just, you know, does, like, a maybe a double album with Baby Keem or, like, a he teams up with him. Maybe he signs artists or something like that. He just but, signed some R&B singer, some girl few days ago i forget her name but i did see something where kendrick signed oh cool. it was the second artist behind keem that he signed to his label oh so. there we go like so he's, he's working that's what know? i'm saying yeah he probably on his diddy shit right now you know what i'm saying he's not on like <laughs> i hope not diddy is <laughs> different but yeah but like he's on I know that you mean. I know you mean. yeah he's yeah. on that different type of wave now where he's just like 
You know what I mean? He's transitioning maybe away from the music. But I'll I'll tell you one thing. I'll say one thing right now. If if Kendrick drops another album and it's even as good as Damn, to me, to me, Kendrick the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Like to the me, GOAT. To me, he's the GOAT. Like to me, it's Kendrick, you know what Over I'm saying? Pac, Jay-Z, Tupac Biggie, was my here's the thing, Drake, you know what I'm saying? Kanye. West Coast, Eminem. like I didn't grow up listening to Jay Z like that. You know what I'm saying? Fair. So I can't to me personally, like Jay Z is not really up. You see him as like an old man. Yeah, a little bit, but like yeah. just not my like style of music. Like he wasn't making the music it's I before would our bump. time. You like know we're what I'm in saying? our twenties, before our time. Yeah, yeah, and like you know what I mean. I grew up to a lot of West Coast stuff, so like I grew up listening to Kendrick. I grew up listening to E Forty a lot. Like I love like people. People like <laughs> Dude, you know what I'm so saying. Don't cute. understand, but like I love E Forty so much. That was a perfect. You know what I'm saying. Thanks, I was man. just just like him. You know what I mean. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I grew up listening to Tupac Ugh. a lot, and I listened Ugh. to a lot of Tupac, like everything Tupac made, at least, uh, especially the stuff he made when he was alive. So, like, you know, to me, Tupac is the goat. But like, here's the thing: like, Tupac made maybe three or four albums, and then he died, right? right. So, you know what I mean? Right. He only had like four. He had Tupacalypse Now, which is okay. He had Me Against the World, was one of the greatest mm. rap albums of Dude, all time. You can't. Uh, all Eyes on Me, one of the greatest of all time. Um, was it Tupacalypse when he was alive too? Like 92, 93? Yeah, I think that, that was his first one. Something like that, yeah. yeah. First or second one. Like 91, something like, something like that. Yeah, and then uh, he had uh, the Machiavelli album was his last album right after he died, right? And so then he had all this stuff after was good, but like he had those four albums, right? And then so Kendrick, to me, you know what I'm saying? He has Section 80. That's that's on that same level. That is an album. Good Kid, Mad City, Probably one of the best of it's, all time. It's the greatest rap album I ever to heard. To Pimp a Butterfly, probably one of the best of all time. It's probably a top five. Damn, yeah. could almost be considered in that classic category to me. Almost, people maybe not love all the it, way man. there. Yeah. I don't think it's a total classic, but people love, like, no pun, they love the song Love. They love yeah. Humble, DNA, Loyalty. Like, if you pick it apart song by song, even Duckworth, like, yeah. it, it can make a case. Fear, one of my favorite Kendrick <sighs> songs. You know what I mean? Such a great song. And, like, it's so... Uh, you know what I mean? Like when you when you make those, <laughs> you have a moment. It's okay, have your moment. You know what I'm saying? Because I had that moment too. It's like, especially because it, it's so. For, at least for me, it's like you have people all over the world that can relate to it. You know what I'm saying? You in a whole other part of the state. You know what I'm saying? Can relate to it, but like me, too, you know what I'm saying? As a black person growing up in LA specifically, it's like that, but even more. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like that is. You know what I'm saying? It's right there. And you don't seem you like you were ever in with the wrong crowd. Like, it's a mad city. You feel like you're a good kid in it. I'm sure it's a lot of people's stories that aren't gang members or aren't. You know what I mean? Like, they're just trying to. Yeah. They're just from where they're from. You know? Yeah. So it's. Man. Such, so such a great. Good. Such a great. Yeah, I think if yeah. he has one more, if he did drop and he did have one more even on Dam's level. I think that's it. Like, that's it. He's just the GOAT. Like, you I don't know what else to it. That's it. He the GOAT to me. People say Jake Cole. People say all this and that. Oh, like, get the fuck out of here. Nah, bro. Like, Kendrick had gave you four classics in a row. Like, to me, that would put him above Pac. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't find anybody above Pac, mm. in my opinion. Mm. Just because, you know what I'm saying? People talk about Biggie. Biggie had two albums, though. Yeah, two like, albums. It's not, One of them was after he died, which Life After yeah. Death is... Great. Fuck, dude. But it's, it's like, so good. It's it's not really fair to Biggie because he didn't get a chance to put that much music out. Let's be real. You know what I mean? A ton of features. Yeah. A ton of features. Ready to Die was him. He had, like, the I think Method Man was on one song. Yeah. That was a Biggie album. Life After Death? 
That's like some CLB shit, and not disrespecting life after death. Right. But like, not to say it's CLB. I have all life. the hottest dudes: Diddy, right, Mace. Right. I have the locks. I got this motherfucker. I got one twelve singing on. Like right. it was just. A, it, was a, it was like a compilation album. It's amazing. You know, don't get me wrong. It's yeah. no disrespect at all, but it is a. Uh, uh, here it's Biggie and Friends. That's funny. Never know? heard a white dude mention one twelve in my life. <laughs> hey, you know the culture, man. You know the culture. You you into it, bro. You know sky's the limit, bro. We played Sky's the Limit as an intro song like a month or two ago on the pod. That's funny. George was feeling it. I was gonna say, I was even as a <laughs> rap fan. Like I'm even more of an R and B fan. So like I'm like the biggest Jodeci fan you've ever met. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like just to mention, like, oh shit, like hearing hearing a white dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's you, you know the culture like that. You know That's the culture great. like that. I fucks yeah. with it. You know what I mean? But Thanks, uh, man. yeah, I think. Uh, I think Kendrick could be the GOAT right now. You know what I'm saying? Pac is a little over him, but, you know, he could be there. One more great album. I think he's already up there. Yeah. No, definitely he's up there, but. For sure. One more great album. I think that's it, man. That's it. It's over. (laughs) It's over. Hey, we'll see, man, because he's been in the high. He's been, uh, well, what do you say? He's like, I've I've been ducking the pandemic. I've been ducking the the paparazzi, you know. Right, right, right. He's just laying low. Right. That's what he's, in layman's terms, I'm not doing shit. And y'all better be ready. But he's still smoking on your top five. I'll tell you that much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, still my goodness. Lives. Let's talk about this, man. We hit some Kendrick stuff. Let's go to another L.A.-themed thing. Yeah. We're both Laker fans. All of us are Laker fans in here. George is with us today mm-hmm. as well. We're all big Laker fans. I'm not a Los Angeles LeBron fan. I want to kill that narrative. I'm a Los mm-hmm. Angeles Laker fan because there's a lot of Los Angeles LeBron fans. That's what I call them. Yeah. But this team sucks. It sucks. I'm a realist. I'll tell you when my team sucks and I'm not feeling it. I don't think we're going to win a play-in game. I, I, I don't. I would love to see Lakers Clippers at Crypto, at, at Staples, <laughs> yeah. come April, and we beat the Clippers. I don't care if they have a choir or not. I want to beat the Clippers. Like, I hate the Clippers. Oh, for sure. Like, how how is Kawhi Leonard going to sit there and seriously go to the fucking L.A. Clippers with right? PG-13 over, bro, we got LeBron and A.D.? Like, I remember that season vividly. Like, yeah. And I, I was talking about this with uh, a shout out to the guys, Sam, Alex, and Andrew. Andrew is also a Laker fan. We were talking about this on the pod a few weeks back, and Sam, oh, it's a glorified AU tournament, yada, yada, yada. You know, just scoring Kings fans. It's fucking insane. <laughs> but it wasn't. There was 22 teams, and we were the best team. Exactly. It was one of the toughest circumstances. I'm just reflecting on the good old days. What do you think about the Lakers right now? Where do we go from here? Do you think LeBron leaves? Do you think we should trade yeah. AD and Westbrook? Because I think we should trade both AD and Westbrook. I so, think we should start over but keep LeBron. Here's the thing, right? Uh, the funny thing is about Kawhi. I remember one time I went on Chris Broussard and Rob Parker's radio show. I knew Rob Parker Wait, hold on. You USC. went on the show? No, no, no. Not like, like you know what I mean? Like, I was just listening. Oh, yeah. oh I was going to say, I, was I like that show. It. How did um, I? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the odd couple. So, Rob Parker was uh, a professor at USC. Still is. Uh, like part time, I think, and so he invited me onto the show, and that this was when the Kawhi stuff was happening. So literally during break, it's like he, Chris Broussard is sitting right there, right, and he's just like on his phone, just da 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 da. Sure. And you know we're sitting there like, so Kawhi coming? Is Kawhi coming? And he's like, yeah, it's a done deal. Kawhi's coming to the Lakers, ninety nine percent sure. <laughs> I'm I'm telling telling my friends. They give Broussard shit for that. I'm I'm messaging people. I'm like, it's done. It's done. We getting Kawhi, Kawhi, LeBron, AD, chip incoming, boom, boom, bam. Right. When Kawhi went to the Clippers that night, it was crazy to me. But I was like, all right, for sure. I was like, for sure. I didn't care. I was like, that's better competition. Let's let's make it a competition. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe we don't just run the league and go 72 and 10 or whatever, but like. 
You know what I'm saying? It was cool. Fast forward, you know, we won our championship. You know what I mean? They uh, lose second round to, to Yoker and them. Yeah, I, I, the I call him Yoker, but yeah, up 3-1. And now it's like that team, when we won the chip, had so much chemistry. You know what I'm saying? And our defense was so good. We had the basically we had the, the best, best defensive defense team in basketball. We in did. the league. It was us and the we Heat did. who made the finals. And right. the Heat had the second best defense. I don't know statistically, but to me, probably the two best defenses. Second or third, yeah. Right? This year, our defense is terrible. Right? It's awful. And it started to decline, I would say, with LeBron. It starts and ends with LeBron. It does. You know what I'm saying? He's the leader. A lot of folks in L.A. never wanted LeBron. They was hating on LeBron. And now they, they kind of spray print. painting murals. and Exactly. Yeah. It was, it's Kobe or nothing, right? Right. And the thing about uh, LeBron now is, like, I was the opposite. I was a, f- a fan of LeBron. When LeBron went to the Heat, I wasn't mad at LeBron. What did he got to do with me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's Cleveland got to do? I don't care about nobody in Cleveland. I was like... <laughs> All right, for sure. We still will play them in the finals. Obviously, we, that didn't work Never out. We happened. started rebuilding. Yeah. And then he goes back to Cleveland. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like LeBron. Kyrie's like, there. They comes get back love. To, he comes back to Cleveland. He wins the championship for his hometown. Like, I like that. He comes to the Lakers. I'm like, that's kind of weird, but okay. Like, I didn't hate on him. It's really only till he been on the Lakers where I'm like, oh, I'm sick of this dude, bro. I'm sick Even of this Even with dude. the title, though? Like, the year they won, you were still like, Here's the thing. I'm good? Here's the thing about LeBron. A, um, you know, he was playing lights out that year. AD was playing lights out that year. AD was insane I wasn't, that year. I wasn't really hating. The thing about LeBron is it's like he comes in and he gets rid of Lonzo. Like, he, he invites Lonzo on his own show. The shop. And then trades his ass. Like, gets his ass traded two weeks later for AD. And you he say, made magic leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, as soon as AD signed with Clutch Sports, as soon as his, Rich Paul was his dude, LeBron's like, do whatever you get. Get rid of everybody. Get rid of Lonzo. Get rid of right. B.I. Oh, it was definitely planned. Let's not act like that whole thing right. was not planned for and a like, year. And it's like, LeBron, yeah, you planned. sitting here talking to Lonzo, being buddy-buddy, and then it's like, bye-bye. Bye, bye Lonzo. That's how it goes, bro. And I'm bro. like, okay, Cool. I didn't like the way that went down. I'm with you, but that's how that business. That's how the business goes. I didn't like the way that went down. Yeah. But it's like, all right, LeBron, you the one, you the captain of the ship. You running this team. You getting your boys on this team. Right. Okay. And then, uh, you know, the bubble comes by. I loved the season. You know what I mean? Stuck in quarantine, just watching basketball every day. It was a great season. But then yeah. next next season, LeBron to me, he started just just getting a little too like LeBron will complain more. He's complaining more. He ain't playing no defense no more. He's played defense in 10 years. But the thing is, it's bad now. Like It is really bad now. LeBron now, you get on a, you know what I mean? He'll he'll do something, fall over, complain to the refs. He's on the ground complaining to the ref. The game's still going, bro. They go on a four-on-five fast break. They catch a three. LeBron, why are you back there? He'll get up and walk with the ref in the middle of a fast like, break. Duh, I, like, yeah, people, take it one step further. I see that shit all the time. People be like, Everyone complains. Everyone complains. I'll tell you one thing. Kobe ain't never started no four-on-five fast break. Ever. I can't think of a single moment where Kobe sat on the ground, yelled to the ref while the rest of the team was playing. Unless that motherfucker was hurt, he was not. Kobe complained. Kobe bitched and moaned. You know what I'm saying? All the stars do it. They do it. Kobe got back, and he was on. You know what I'm saying? He ain't sit there and let nobody just, like, 
You know what I mean? He, he didn't right. give up on his team. He may huff saying? and puff to the bench, but that's after the timeout's called. Yeah, so, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? You go uh, you know, the Suns, first round. We do all that to make the playoffs, right? First round of the Suns. We let Up 2-1, right? And people say, oh, AD got hurt. Chris Paul was hurt. So no, we let Booker a, go crazy in game four, it was and that a, was it. It was even. That whole series was even. Right. We lost because we just didn't have that heart, you know what I'm saying? And because LeBron... Say what you want, right? When we had Schroeder last year, people talked all type of shit to Schroeder. People talked all type of shit to Marcus Gasol. Game six, Dennis Schroeder acted like he wanted to play. You know what I'm saying? He acted like he wanted to win that basketball game. LeBron didn't. LeBron bro. didn't. Not at all. He wanted LeBron to go home and do space he, jam. Exactly. He wanted to go home and make his movies, dog. And it's like he didn't have the hunger anymore. You know what I'm saying? He let Jay Crowder salsa on him, bro. Like, bad, man. you know what I mean? So ever since then, especially, I was like, man, I'm good on LeBron, bro. I'm good on LeBron. Oh, you're good on LeBron. I'm, like, you're done. I'm like, if LeBron leaves, it's no hard feelings. Here's the, the thing I about. I feel the same way. Real quick, the thing about Westbrook is, like, I thought Westbrook would be bad, but I thought it would be good because I thought we was going to get DeMar, right? So mm. I'm thinking we're getting DeMar and Westbrook. And I didn't think we were going to. You thought we were getting them both? I thought we were going to get them both. I thought it was a good chance we were going to get them both. With what, though? Because, I mean, I don't know how we structured it, but the way it looked, (laughs) DeMar was like, I'm trying to go back home. Westbrook, like, I'm trying to go back home. We just chose the wrong one. For sure, like. Buddy was in the mix, too. Buddy was more so than DeMar in the mix, but right. So I thought, okay, if we're getting Westbrook, maybe that's setting us up to also get DeMar, right? Because mm. DeMar is a free agent, I'm pretty sure, a complete free agent. Something so like it's that. like, Something I like thought that. they could sign him to anything. You know what I'm saying? So, and I thought DeMar made it pretty clear he would have taken any type of money to stay home with the Lakers because he wanted to go home and he always wanted to play for the Lakers, come back to Compton. And play you know with LeBron. He's close with Play with LeBron, LeBron right? Yeah. And so it's LeBron's like, daddy. when that didn't happen, I was like, okay, this is getting a little iffy. Like, we got Westbrook, and it's like that's. I thought it was good because Westbrook would give us that passion that LeBron don't have no more, and AD, you know, AD vents off. So it's like, <laughs> I thought Westbrook would be that dog. You know what I'm saying? I thought he'd be a dog for us and just like give us that passion. He'd be our pit bull. But I'm like, yeah. what else do we got? Like, I don't know if we can win a championship on it. But I knew. I thought it would be. I didn't think it would be like this. You know what I'm saying? I also didn't think we should we, we were going to get rid of Caruso. And I was saying mm. this. I was telling my dad. I was telling my friends. I'm like, we got to keep Caruso. People were joking and laughing like he's a meme. I wasn't joking. I'm like. He's the energy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, he's like a meme. Like, it's funny. But, like, Caruso is legitimate, legitimately, in terms of role players, top five to seven specific role players in the league to me. You know what I'm saying? And people, like, laughed in my face. I'm like, dog, you don't watch. I'm watching the game. This dude right. is, like, a plus 5 to plus 10 when he's on the floor. You know what I'm saying? And he's, like, he's not, like, a typical, like, he's not a typical white dude on the floor that's just, like, pass and this and that. I'm like, his thing is, it's the opposite. Caruso is great at athletic stuff. He he doesn't have as much skill. He doesn't have a lot of dribbling moves. He doesn't have a lot of shooting skill. He's athleticism. He gets on and he dives on the court. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, is doing the things he can do with his body to change the game. 
and, like, he can dunk and do this and that. I'm like, you guys are watching Caruso wrong. You see a ball white dude, and you're just like, oh, it's a little scrappy white dude. Like, we'll get a million of those. It's like, nah. nah. This dude is different, right? Le- LeBron needs that scrappy white. I mean, Mike Miller in Miami. Yeah. Cleveland, it was, uh, who was in, you know the guy in Cleveland. It oh, Della Vadova. Della Vadova, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, Caruso, man. So, I'm thinking, so we got rid of Caruso. I'm like, that's going to bite us. Yep. We didn't get DeRozan. I'm like, that's going to bite us. But. Bro, like you're lying if you thought it was gonna be this bad. Right, like, I didn't think it was gonna be this li- bad. I, had no, I, I'm thinking like, all right, maybe we the four seed, dog. Maybe we the third or fourth seed. I know we're I not. I knew it starts slow, but I didn't yeah. know it stays slow. But like, yeah. dog, like there is no way I think we'd be in tenth right now. So my thing is, AD is what twenty eight, twenty nine, something like this that. This is the best we're gonna get at AD. I'm sorry, we already got the best of them. The dude, you ever won the title? I think you trade AD. Yep. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't even be mad if we traded Braun. If we just blew this I up and either. started over, just started over. I wouldn't be mad. So my thing is like, if we, AD can't stay on the team. Dog. No, like he neither can't can stay Westbrook. On the team. Westbrook cannot be there next year. He won't be there next year. They will literally cut him and eat that salary. That's they what I'm do saying. not want him there. And I love Westbrook a lot, but like, man, the way he's just like he can't handle the criticism pressure. and he can't handle the pressure. It's just basketball. No, it ain't, bro. This is literally what are you talking about? It's just basketball, like bro. Him sitting there, like, oh, when you talk about when you say West Brick, like that's my family. I'm like, dog, like just stop shooting bricks, bro. It's not complicated. <laughs> or go to the hoop like we knew you Just stop can't. shooting. Like, like, fans are going to yell. Like, fans are going to uh, boo. It's not like they're this talking is, about. This is Hollywood, bro. Yeah. It's not like they're we're talking about your family. It's not like we're the fans go and they're like, oh, your mama, Westbrook. Like, no, they're just saying, like, Westbrook, like, stop breaking shots, dog. Like, I, I'm going to tell you, like, I haven't seen a lot of the Lakers this year, and I'm glad I haven't. I haven't either. I refuse like, to watch. Yeah, I didn't. LeBron think just got crossed way. up by Eric Gordon like a net. Like LeBron, like almost both the hands were on the ground, like a defensive lineman type shit. Yeah. Like it was bad. I'm like, oh shit. At the end of the day, I think it starts and ends with LeBron, though. Of course, LeBron it does. got this team together. It's LeBron's effort and LeBron's defense and leadership that sets the tone. When LeBron doesn't do that, the team suffers basically. And you can see he's got bad body language. You see, he's already won. He already thinks he's the goat. He thinks he's the GOAT. He said that after the Cleveland title. He said he was better than Jordan after he, and he ain't. won the Cleveland title. And okay, he so he's like, you know what I mean? The dude, the starving dog don't want it as bad. It, or the starving dog wants it wor- worse than the full dog, right? right. The full dog don't want to fight for his bone, but right. the starving dog does. LeBron yeah. doesn't, he's already got everything he thinks he needs, you know what I mean, for his legacy. So he doesn't really care as much about a championship. Whenever he says something like, Whenever he be tweeting or on, like, his conferences, like, Laker Nation, you know, I'm going to bring it back. I don't believe him. I don't believe like, him either. He's just saying I think it's all that. a facade. Yeah, he's just, he's saying, just saying shit. Like, he already won his championship with Cleveland. He already won his bubble ring, you know, with the Lakers. Which, thank you, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm forever grateful it. for LeBron appreciate James. It, don't get like, me wrong. I'm forever grateful. We ain't going to retire his jersey, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and if we do, <laughs> you it's going to be a lot You don't want to do six of... or 23? Which one do you want to do? Shoot. Eight it's and twenty-four. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. eight and twenty-four. That's if we do, it's got to be twenty-three. <laughs> I, I actually think they do. It's going to be the twenty-three jersey. I do think they do it. We got the greatest player of his generation, besides Kobe, basically in his prime still. Won a championship with them. Like I feel like we honor him in some way. It, as bad as this will end, it ended terribly for Kobe. Yeah, I know that was more so because injuries. He wasn't being a diva, but right. Kobe could barely fucking walk in that Jazz game. That's true. You know what I mean? So like, as bad as it ends. 
I feel like we'll still give him that respect. And he deserves it. He got us a title. Now, if LeBron didn't win one for us, oh, I'd be tearing his ass up. But I ain't gonna lie. One. If if LeBron gets his jersey retired, we need Powell jersey retired. We need that's true though. We need Fisher's jersey retired. D Fish. You know what I'm saying? I'm Shit. sure we we have Shaq's already. I'm oh, pretty course, sure. Yeah. So it's like, and when, to, to me, a retired jersey is not about you as a great a player. It's about like, hey, you are a great Laker. Right. You, know you are great for us. If we get yeah, Powell's rafter up there. Then yeah, yeah, throw LeBron on there. But we get LeBron on there for what five years, four, four years, years, one, one title. championship, and then like three terrible seasons. Yeah, and nah, get up out of here with all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not even hating LeBron as a person. He's a great yeah, father. Of course not. Of course everything not. seems great like a solid model. dude, but like as yeah. a Laker, oh no, I'm gonna remember him on Cleveland. I'll tell you that much. That's fair. I'll remember more as a Cav than a Laker as a Lakers fan. But I, I do appreciate the title. Always will. Got us our 17th. So, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about this, man. Let's go to a team that used to be in L.A. that now plays in Las Vegas. You are a Las Vegas Raider fan. It's been a busy week for every other team besides y'all's. Yeah. The Broncos got Russell Wilson. Chargers got Khalil Mack. I'm a Charger fan. You guys beat us in Week 18. That game was total bullshit. I don't know why you guys couldn't just take one for, for, the, the, for the division and let Hell three teams no. get in there. Nope. But it is what it is. I, I feel you. Look, I, I'd want to stomp out the Raiders, too. If I had a chance, I don't, I'd want to kill y'all, too, the way you guys killed us. <laughs> but it is what it is. What do you think is going to happen with your Raiders? Because you guys are sticking with Carr, it seems like. I don't think he's going to get traded. There are rumors he might go to the Colts, but I don't know about that. I don't think that's going to no. happen. I don't see why the Raiders would even do that. Right. But probably the worst team in that division now. You guys have not won a playoff game with Derek Carr as quarterback. You have not reached a Super Bowl in 20 years. The last time you did, your quarterback threw five interceptions. And I'm just shitting on you at this point. Your quarterback <laughs> I'm like, threw... uh, are we getting the point here or what? <laughs> your quarterback threw five interceptions in the Super Bowl. So, what do you think is going to happen with your Vegas Raiders? I thought it was four. It was, it was four five. from Rich Gannon, wasn't it? it was oh, it was five. Oh, that's, that's nice. You know what I mean? Hard to not throw interceptions when... You know, your coach oh, left, and they know the playbook. Go. The Buccaneers knew why is the, the entire Why is that the playbook? Raiders' fault? Maybe don't trade when, him When to... has that ever happened in, like, a Super Bowl where your team leaves, your coach leaves the team, takes the next team to the Super Bowl, and plays his old team the next It shows year. that you shouldn't have traded the Gruden. What did you like, trade Gruden for? What did anyway, you guys get? I mean, here's the thing. Like, right. I didn't like Gruden the return anyway. Oh, my God. I thought that was a bad move. Fucking terrible. I didn't think Jack Del Rio was that bad. I don't know why. Like, Jack Del Rio to John Gruden That's was facts. a lateral move at most. That's right? facts. I think Josh McDaniels is better than Gruden, but, like, I wasn't a huge fan of Josh McDaniels either. But is he better I than s- Pit Boss Rich? I think Basaccio's better than McDaniels. He I, willed that team into the playoffs. I don't know if he's a better X's and O's coach than Josh McDaniels, right? Probably not. No, I don't but, think so. Not at all. But, yeah, you need leadership. And it's like, you know, ideally you have both. You have a guy that's a leader of men like Basasha, and then you have a guy like that's X's and O's like Josh McDaniels. It's hard to get guys both together like that. Right. I would have rather lost with Rick Basaccia then lose with Josh McDaniels. If we tried to keep him, made the players happy, and he leads us, and we go seven and ten or six and eleven or whatever, and it's a bad year, I'd have been like, we tried it, we gave the players what they wanted, we had a great leader of men, it didn't work. Josh McDaniels, if Josh McDaniels wins anything less than ten games, I'm gonna be pissed. Right. Right. Now, again, things are a little different now. 
<laughs> Khalil Mack is on the Chargers, and Russell Wilson plays for the Broncos. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit harder and to get is 10 still years. And, yeah, the Chiefs are always the Chiefs. Right. Mahomes is still there. So it's going to be a little harder to get 10 wins. But I still I'm, – I'm steadfast in it, and it's like – McDaniel's. If we're if we have the same record with McDaniel's as we did with Basaccia, it was a waste. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, or we could have gotten if if we're getting seven, eight, nine, ten wins with McDaniel's, it was a waste because everybody knows like Josh McDaniel's didn't have those leadership qualities when he was the coach of Denver. He literally quit on the Colts after one day. That was crazy. He hasn't had he hasn't had a major leadership position since then. He calls he called the offense for the Patriots, right? And everybody knows Bill Belichick is the leader of that team, right? And Brady. He has yeah. no other head coaching experience, right? So it's like Josh McDaniels just comes in as a coordinator and thinks he can run a franchise. And it's like, what gives him that experience? What gives him that resume to do that? You know what I'm saying? I would have rather had Brian Flores as our head coach. Absolutely. But I understand that, you know what I'm saying, it's an offense-driven league, and, and defensive coaches are getting kind of pushed out of the league now, which I hate, right? Because yeah. I like I like defense better than offense, you know what I'm saying? I don't like, you know what I'm saying, you can't touch a receiver no more, you can't hit a quarterback no more. That just sucks to me. Yeah. But, like, I get that's where the league is going. So here's the thing. I thought we were going to try to get maybe Amari Cooper back, um, but he's on the he signed with the Browns today or got traded to the Browns. Oh, he did? You didn't see that? That happened this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. This Let morning, take before. it up. Yeah, Amari Cooper got traded to the I Browns. I did not hear about that. So um, I think it was like a fifth and sixth round. So a pick for him. So I'm like, we have no receivers. Yeah. <laughs> we, right. have, we have no receivers. Wow. We had Ag- we let Aguilar go after one year. We had Nelson Aguilar, the probably the best season he had. Carr loved him, right? He had a redemption year. People were like, oh, unlike Aguilar, like he's always dropping the ball. He he did great with Carr. We let him go to the Patriots. Yep. I'm like, dog, you gonna let this dude play with Mac Jones over Derek Carr? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Henry Ruggs was supposed to be probably on his way to being our number one receiver. But you know, <laughs> things happen. We know what we're having with them, right? Things happen <laughs> so, in Vegas late at night. Yeah, right. So uh, we we need receivers, right? And um, here's the thing about Khalil Mack. I think Josh Jacobs, who we the pick we got for Khalil Mack, yeah, will probably rush for a hundred yards on the Chargers, just like he did in Week 18 last year. He rushed for 132 yards on the Chargers, okay, and had a touchdown. It was a great game. I think he'll probably do all that on the Chargers again this year. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if Khalil Mack is just going to completely did, – did Khalil Mack completely change the Bears' offense? Yes. Like the first year, yeah. the first year he did. But he completely the, changed the next, that team. The next couple years, did Khalil Mack completely revolutionize the Bears' defense the next couple years? I don't know. If you're hanging your hat on the franchise defensive end – that's not a good recipe for success. Well, that's true. I mean, you're right. You're right. But uh, you know what I mean? I think uh, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Khalil Mack going to the Chargers. And I'm not mad at the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if we're just the easy, easily the worst team in the division. I'll say that. It's either you guys are the Broncos. I think that. Because we got Herbert. Like, let's not play around with this. Like, we got the MVP this next year. Hey, Justin. That's Her- no bias. Justin Herbert. 
He's a, he's a good quarterback. He's a dog. He's a great quarterback. I'll say that. I saw Justin Herbert put 55 on USC, okay, and hated the dude ever since. I was going to say, you were telling me one time <laughs> that you went to that game, right? Oregon, USC, and... And we had 55 dropped on us. Yeah. Not fun. That's a bad man. Not fun. And, uh, you know, I'll say I didn't think Justin Herbert was going to be all that great in the NFL. I'll be the first to admit I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see the accuracy uh, when he was in college, and he didn't play the highest level of competition, but he proved me completely wrong. And he, uh, he's gotten better, right? Like Each he year. is incredibly huge strides. He's incredibly better now than he was in Oregon. That's he's true. incredibly better this year than he was his rookie season. And he was the right? best rookie to ever quarterback wise to ever live. So I'll 30 say touchdowns, but I'll say this, right? The Raiders, we were in our own way. Right, we had terrible red zone offense. Right, so we had multiple opportunities to seal the deal on games and seal the deal on halves and quarters, and we couldn't do it. Right, Derek Carr will lose you two games a year. Okay, Derek Carr will have the stupidest fucking strip sack you've ever seen in your life. Hold on, though. Twice a year, Thanksgiving against Cowboys. That's a Derek Carr win. That's what I'm saying. Twice, you don't win that game without right, Derek Carr. Twice a year, he'll have a stupid – he'll hold on right. to the ball too long. And Dak and fucked up, strip sack. Derek yeah. Carr won that game. To, once or twice a year, he'll throw a dumb interception. Another nine, ten games a year, you win because of Derek Carr, period. I don't know about ten, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you a few. I'll give you a few. I remember when uh, uh, we had – Marcus Tuiasa Sopo as our quarterback. I remember we had Andrew Walter as our quarterback. I remember when we had Jamarcus like Russell. Jamarcus Russell. Okay, <laughs> and people were saying trade Derek Carr for who, dog? Right, Carson for, Wentz. For who? Like, stop, dude. For no. who? We're gonna get De- Derek Carr's better Watson? than Carson Wentz. Like, that's the only quarterback better than Derek Carr right now is Deshaun Watson, and I'm not touching that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! I predicted this on this podcast. I got murdered. He was found not guilty on everything. That's true. He was. I said from the start, it didn't he even, ain't guilty. It didn't of nothing. It didn't even get to a trial. Right. I'll say that it was bullshit. But even if you're like it, from the PR perspective, from everything right. as a right. team, right? After what you just went through with Rugs and Arnett and it's like Gruden, right? That's that's it. Right. Who else that's is fair. a quarterback? Are you, you even willing? You to, cannot entertain. Who's going to be better than Who's going to be better than Derek Carr? Yeah, you got to go Carr for this season, for right? Sure. Like, people disrespect him so much, and it makes Hold me on, so though. Ma- Hold on, though. I'm going to push back. Shout out to my buddy Alec White. Al always brings this up. Because I fight for Derek Carr. Yeah. Until this point's made. You're going to give this guy a third contract, and he's been on your team for eight seasons, and you don't have a playoff win with him? But he's your franchise quarterback. Right, but think of how You're many— You're going to give him a third deal, though? He's going to—look, uh, Rodgers has got $50 million a year. Uh, Mahomes makes, it seems like, $200 million a year. Dak makes $86 million guaranteed. Derek Carr is going to want $50 million a year come this next 2023 offseason, and he's going to want upwards of $100 million or more guaranteed. He's not worth that. Me and you both know he's not on war. He's not worth that. Give him the check. Give how many the playoff games have y'all made with him? Give him the check. He how played many, the one playoff game. How many, that was last season. How many coordinators has he had? Five, six, oh, seven coordinators. If he was so right? great, he wouldn't need all these coordinators. Matt Stafford has proven that all you need is a good enough team around you. All you need is stability, and he'll get you to a Super Bowl. And Derek I'm Carr tell you, does not have a Cooper Cup anywhere, or an Odell coming in, or a Von Miller coming in. That's true. Let's be real. That's true. Okay. But at this point... 
and Derek, and at this point in the Raiders franchise, I'm not going through another rebuild, dog. I'm with We you. are literally as good as we have been in the last 20 years, and all we need is just don't need a lot. We don't need to strip it all away, get a you bunch of receiver. draft picks. You, you, get, you need you know some secondary saying? guys. And then it's like, what, and you're solid. What, is the, what does the quarterback market look like in the future, right? You go, you know what I mean, uh, you know, the next few years, let's say theoretically, right, the Raiders tear it all down. We get rid of Derek Card. We, we're rebuilding. We're a two-win team in the best division in football, right? It's like you got to do all that just to rebuild in the draft, just to find a quarterback that you hope in a couple years is as good as Derek Carr, that you hope is as good as Derek Carr will be. And you look at the quarterback market in college, it's like, there's only, like, one sure thing, and that's Bryce Young, right, at Alabama. He's still two years out. And that's like, you know what I mean? There's no, there's no, such, thing as a, there's no such thing as a sure thing. Right. Right, you at see quarterback. that with Trevor Lawrence. But, like, the best, like, unless, unless Bryce Young is right there in our arms, ready to be our next savior of the franchise, it's like, why would we spend all this time um, talking down on Derek Carr when Derek Carr, partially, yes, with Rick Basaccia, but... Derek Carr helped lead us through the, the what could have been the worst season. I'll give season. you that. If you have no Derek Carr, that would be the worst. Right? Carr's La- the leader of that team. Last year, probably the most dysfunctional year of almost any NFL franchise. Your star burgeoning wide receiver literally kills someone. One of your corners is, like, threatening to kill people. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, one another Gruden's one gets old emails. Another one gets a DUI. John Gruden right. emails, right? Just everything made the playoffs, right? The year before, the Raiders had possibly the worst defense in the history of football. Like not even exaggerating. Our 2019 or the, the COVID season. Yeah, yeah. Like that was probably one of the worst defenses I've ever ever seen. I can't believe Jonathan Abram let Travis Kelsey get 20 yards open down the middle. Jonathan Abram shouldn't night. have been starting. Damon Arnett <laughs> should not have been starting. Right, like they right. were backups in our secondary rookies, basically, playing, yeah. el- trying to play elite football. It couldn't happen. Terrible, also, terrible defense. Not for nothing. I don't mean to cut you off, but this last season, and rest in peace, John Madden passes, like a week before yeah. that Charger game. Right. So you named off five things that would kill a 20 out of the 32 teams in the NFL, 22 out of 32. Made and the you guys playoffs, persevered, yeah. That's right? Fair. Year before, worst defense I've ever seen. Raiders are about a game from the playoffs, right? So it's like, you know, 2016, right? Carr, you know what I'm saying? 2017-18, John Gruden gets there, strips the entire team. You know For what I'm saying? For whatever reason, yeah. 2016, we make the playoffs. Derek Carr starts, Like, when you see what he's working with, it's like, would Matt Stafford be better in that situation? Right? Would would Russell Wilson be better in that situation? I actually, you know I mean? I'm with you. I think Russell Wilson is the worst quarterback in that division, and that sounds asinine. But everyone's acting like this is 2015 Russell Wilson. He's not hustle and bustle you're, no more. You're taking, you're taking Herbert over over Russ. You're taking. Excuse me. This Russell is a, Wilson hasn't been good in two seasons. What, what, let's give the man his respect, though. Like, what respect does he deserve? <laughs> what are you talking about? They won seven games last year. You have Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and Chris Carson. Okay, what the but, fuck? Okay, but Chris Carson is like... I know Chris, Chris Carson Carson's, got hurt. Yeah. But you got DK Metcalf, who they say is from fucking Wakanda, and you got the best <laughs> deep ball guy in the league, a Tyler Lockett. He's the best deep ball guy in the league, besides maybe Jamar Chase at this point. Um, but Jamar's only got a year in. 
Yeah. Let's see. And what, yeah, I got Justin Herbert over Russell Wilson. What are you talking about? First of all, let's see. What, I got Derek Carr over Russell Wilson. Let's see what Tyler Lockett does without Russell Wilson. First of all, that's fair because Russell's got one of the best deep second balls. Of, yeah, and second of all, hold on. Like, let's let's stop saying like let's not sit here and act we got like about fifteen I'm, minutes left in this pod, and I'll spend <laughs> it all on Justin Herbert. Let's not sit here and say like I'm the one with the hot takes here, right? Like that's uh, that's not a hot the take. Hot, like Herbert over Russ, that's a huge hot take, oh, bro. Like, it is two thousand. 22. Russell's going into his 10th season. We're going to have the MVP of the league. I'll bet my money on it today. Justin Herbert is going to be the MVP of the 2022 season. I look around, Brady's gone. Rodgers just got two in a row, and we're sick of him because he lied about that's, being backs, and he's an asshole anyway. We're sick of him. Uh, Mahomes, we gave him one. I just saw you flame out against Joe Burrow. The Bengals, I don't think are going to have a strong of a season. Yeah. So what am I left to work with? Matt Stafford, great story. That's already kind of behind us. I don't think the Rams win again this year. Trey Lance and San Fran, that's not happening. I think they're going to be a great team, but that's not going to happen. Dude, I got a 6'5", maybe Josh Allen. That's the only other guy I see. That, yeah. It's Allen and Herbert. And Allen had, I mean, Herbert has some games where it's like, I mean, 44-6 to six against Baltimore. What the fuck? But, like. You forget about Lamar, too. You know what I'm saying? He's not one of the MVP. Let's he, be let's be real for a second. You want to be real? You want to talk about some hot takes? Let's talk about some hot takes. I might want Tyler Huntley over Lamar Jackson at this point. Whoa. <laughs> That's a hot take, dog. What? I, I might want that. Tyler Huntley to do what? It can't be play to football be my fr- over Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> to be my franchise quarterback. I think Lamar's best days are behind him. I really think that. What were all Lamar's injuries last year? Ankle and knee. What's Lamar best at? Running. He's not a great thrower of the football. He, if, he has, if he doesn't have to absolutely stay in that pocket, he will not. These That's guys true. don't hold up very long, man. I mean, we Here's give Mike Vick credit, but Mike Vick played four or five seasons, got caught in the dog bullshit, took three or four years off so he can rest, basically. He didn't play enough prison ball to fuck up his knees on concrete. That's true. Just being real. Comes back to the Eagles, he had the one great season, and that's it. He, La- he had, okay, Lamar's played four seasons on the Ravens. They have won one playoff game. Am I really going to pay you $200, $225 million with $100 million plus guaranteed to get me to the divisional round every year? The AFC is a bloodbath. It is. The NFC is a lot weaker now than the AFC. The AFC is tough. But here's the thing about Lamar. I think people – Lamar has gotten hurt playing pocket football, I think. I think Lamar should actually be – I think Lamar should actually spend more time scrambling. Here's the thing about Lamar. Lamar doesn't – Lamar, I don't think scrambles as much as people think. Yes, he's one of the He's the most electrifying player in right. the league. He's he does a most. lot of scrambling. He's electric. But I think what Lamar does a lot is they do designed runs with him, right? And they do the read option with him. Most of the time he's not doing read options. They're trying to let when Lamar lost in that playoff game a couple years ago to the Titans before he re- he avenged it, right? They gave up on the run so early. Lamar was just dropping back, throwing, it wasn't working. Dropping back, throwing, it wasn't working. If you if you just make him go, all right, you're going to do options or you're going to be pocket quarterback, I don't think he's going to be successful. But you got to do a blend of, hey, let's do, you know what I mean, less designed runs and just let Lamar scramble. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not doing those, those just let the play happen, you know what I mean, type of football. And I think, you know what I mean, also – 
you know, they don't let Lamar do pre-snap reads. Either they don't think he's capable of doing a lot of pre-snap reads or they're just not giving him that opportunity. Because every time the Ravens play, he literally just, like, st- sets under center or a shotgun <laughs> and just, and just it. waits. <laughs> and it's like you'll see a, you'll see the, the biggest blitz in the world coming. And it's right. like, guys, can we communicate? He doesn't do it. Either they don't think he can do it or he's just not capable of doing it. Right. I would lean towards they're not letting him. Right, and they're running their offense the same way they ran the offense in San Francisco with Kaepernick, in the sense that like you would wait till like three seconds on the clock, no pre-snap reads, and just run the ball and during sign play and just hope that the athleticism took over, right? But I will say this: that kind of derailed the fact that Justin Herbert being MVP in 2022, I think, is a hot take. Not as big of a hot take as Tyler Huntley over Lamar Jackson. No, that, that doesn't even deserve. That admittedly is just that me doesn't even stir des- in the pot. That doesn't deserve even response to I, it. I 110 percent believe Justin Herbert will be the MVP. I 110 percent believe. That. I wouldn't be completely like shocked if it happened, but let's pump our brakes here. This guy's in his third year. Okay. Yeah. Like let's Mahomes won his first year starting, second year in the league. Uh, Lamar won his second year in the league. Justin Herbert has probably the best deep ball in the league next to Josh Allen. Didn't Rodgers right? win his third year playing? I know that was like a seventh year in the league, but his third year playing, he won it. Like, this is not but asinine. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. And the Broncos, He's as, not, a, not team, anymore, man. as He's a team, not. are better than the Seahawks. Onwar, do you want to know the last time the Seattle Seahawks won a playoff game? When was that? 2016. That's true. When's the last time the the Seahawks had a line? I mean, Justin Herbert, yeah, he can run too. He He's can always too. had weapons. But Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, best running back in football. Jermaine Curse, uh, 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 who's homeboy that got his ass knocked over by Malcolm Butler. Um, uh, <laughs> I forget his name, but he was yeah. good. Like, and then we go to DK, then we go to Lockett, then we go to Chris Carter. Okay, like, like he's always had guys. Russell Hustle team, and Bustle ain't the guy he used to be. They have not won a playoff game in six seasons. D- Justin Herbert is, yo, is he better than Mahomes? See, look at these hot takes, man. Can you even sit here and listen? I can't. I can't even formulate. I can't even formulate an argument against it because it's just so out there. Put Justin Herbert and make his entire put, a, put him on the Chiefs. That team is winning thirteen games. Well, Don't yeah. tell me different. But put Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Put put Herbert on the Seahawks though, and see maybe does he make Tyler Lockett and DK Tyler Lockett and DK. Oh, Herbert's throwing the most Russell beautiful Wilson, ball I ever saw in my life to Tyler Lockett. Russell you know Wilson, it. that entire team was DK and Lockett. They had zero running game. Their their the base of the entire team was defense. Once the lob was gone, it was over. Pete Carroll has never hired a significant offensive coordinator. Period. Right, love Pete Carroll. Fight on USC, all that good stuff. But come okay, on now, hold on. Let's stop with the Seahawks stuff. I look at the Broncos, and I love the defense as much as anyone does. I love Javante, fantasy and real life. I don't love that receiving core. Bro, what? Cortland Sutton. What the fuck? Stop, 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 stop. What has Cortland Sutton done since he's been there? He had a decent year in fantasy in 2019. He had a couple games he broke out. Otherwise, he's been hurt. Jerry Judy, I don't know what he looks like because it was Drew Locke, but it looks like he was maybe the fourth or fifth best receiver in that class behind CD, Jefferson, even fucking Ruggs. I mean, come on, man. We're not gonna say and act like the Broncos are just oh, they're win now, they're ready to go. Maybe, no, maybe they ain't. I'm thinking of maybe I'm thinking in a fantasy mindset. But you look at the numbers. Tim Patrick was pretty damn good until Judy that's got fine. Back. But you traded With away Noah real, Fant. 
That, you, that you don't sucks. have a tight end. That sucks. J- yeah. Javante's going to have to split carries on Melvin Gordon. They're going to have to have Melvin Ingram, a defensive lineman, carrying that ball to Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon had a few pretty good games last year. What, in like, 2015? Let's be he real, had some man. some good games last no, year. No, he didn't. That is Javante Williams' team, and if they don't let it be his team, that's a mistake. I think— By the way, Nathaniel Hackett's your head coach. He only did that move to try and get Aaron Rodgers, and the only reason that team was great with Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers, is because LaFleur is an offensive guy, and I had— the best receiver with the MVP with a top five running back. You let the Bronco you let Russell Broncos Wilson ain't doing shit, man. Let the Russell Wilson cook with the Broncos. And I hate to it's I hate to burnt. say it It'll and I hate burnt. to see it. I think the Raiders still have the Broncos number at least once a year. But Fair. I think that the Bronco like you gotta give Russ his credit. For Give what? that man a line. You threw a pick at the one, dude. And that was in your absolute prime. Exactly, though. You were just going to say, so that was years ago. Years yeah, ago. when you're in your prime, you beat the Vikings in a game where it's negative 30 because Blair Walsh shanks. Otherwise, you would have lost that wild card playoff game. The next season, I don't remember who you beat, but you got your ass stomped by the MVP, Matt Ryan, in the Atlanta Superdome. What the fuck are we talking about right now? The Broncos are going to be the worst division in that team. Russell Wilson is the worst quarterback in that division. And I don't want to hear from none of these Broncos. I will say this. I can't disagree more, but I can't hope you're right more. I hope the Broncos. I really, really hope you're right. That's a good way to put it. But I don't see that at all. I think Russ, you know, Russ is going to be Russ. Russ is going to cook. He's five foot nine. I could be totally wrong. He's five foot nine, and he plays better than any five foot nine quarterback in the history of the sport. He can still. No, no, no. Stop right there. He's not better than Drew Brees. Don't do that. Drew Brees is like six one. No, he like, ain't. Listen, Drew Brees is five ten, and I'm being generous. I've never, I've never met Drew Brees. Never seen We're Drew Brees. I have, I have personally met Russell Wilson once, uh, by per chance downtown LA. Um, I saw, uh, my dad knew somebody that uh, he lucked into getting like two extra SBS tickets once. This was about 2014-15 when Russ was good, apparently, and then. Uh, <laughs> I saw him, this was before Sierra and all that. We were leaving the ESPYs party because it was kind of awkward. We didn't know anybody. I shook Russell Wilson's hand, stared at him in his eyes. That dude is barely 5'9". That's where this shit comes from. That, Russell Wilson is 5'11". Drew he, Brees is 6 foot. That, is that, that's what Wikipedia tells me. When I see this, I'm looking down at Russell Wilson. So that means Drew Brees about 5'10". If, if and people do this. KD's always cheated that he's yeah. not 7 foot, but he's like 7'1". LeBron's 6'8". He's probably like 6'7", 6'8". Come on, man. To see what Russell Wilson has done ever since I saw him, ever since Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl, this man has been doubted his entire life. And if he I'm hears people like you, and I know He's he does, Russ is going to cook. Russ is going to cook. With who? Javante, who's splitting carries? That's my point. Like, it's not that Russell's going to be shit, but he's not in his prime no more. He's not able to get out of the pocket as easily. And none of those receivers are as good as Lockett or Metcalf. And I'm being generous with Lockett because he was just a long ball threat. Watch There's what, not I'll one say, receiver. I'll say, watch what Judy does. Watch what Tim Patrick does. I'm interested Watch to the see. play action. Their play act. I mean, they're going to have a play action. They'll have a chance to run some read option. There's going to be, it's only going to be Mac. There's not Aaron Donald to screw up Russell Wilson's finger three times a year. You know what I mean? When don't, he do, run- don't do Joey Bosa like that. Don't ever disrespect Joey Bosa. <laughs> oh, like that. S- sorry. Don't Charger ever, legend. Don't Charger ever legend Joey Bosa. One of the best defensive ends of He's football. not Aaron Donald. I didn't say he, he doesn't. Was. Right. So yeah. Russell Wilson, give him that time, that offensive line. No Aaron Donald to ruin his day because he gets hurt by Aaron Donald like every single year, right? He's in a, he's in the AFC West. You know what I mean? It's going to be West Coast offense. It's not going to be defense based like the NFC West is, right? 
let Russ cook, and I hope he does not. But you have me hit, sitting here defending a Bronco. I don't with know these why you takes. are. Why are you defending because Russell the, Wilson so much? The takes so are much. so hot. It's like you know what I mean. Now I'm so you to hate the Chargers more than the Broncos because the fact that you think Justin Herbert's like third or fourth in his own division is just absolutely he can make, he'll make a case this year to show you that he's almost as good as Pat Mahomes. Oh, he will show you that this year. My hate for the Chargers runs very deep. I'm sure it does. I don't. I don't really even hate the Chiefs. You know what I mean? I don't like the Chiefs. What? I don't like the but Chiefs. But they stomped you off 48 to like two. I mean, we I, I'll say this. Sorry, 48 we were, to nine. We were talking a lot of shit. We kind of deserved that kind of ass. Yeah, you went the on their logo and like, what the fuck? We deserved that. Doing? That was our hubris. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we we earned it. But like the Chargers, I don't know. Ever you know since what our I was hubris a kid, is? Herbert. <laughs> As in Justin. Get him some proactive, I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> get, some, get some acne scars, dog. See, I was, you know, I'm talking shit. Now I'm like, you got me all riled up on the on the charges. You, know you got mean? me riled up, too. <laughs> I hate to cut this off because I feel like it just got good. But we're an hour 51 in. Our time has expired here at the studio. Otherwise, I keep going with you, and they get real mad when we go over. So it's already <laughs> 3 o'clock here. I'm putting this up probably tomorrow night. Anwar. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming on, man. I had a blast. I hope some people learn some stuff about you. I hope that the sports fans found our arguing entertaining. <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll see who's right about our teams, man. I mean, we're, we're still six months out, but I f- football it. can't come here soon enough, man. So yeah. thank you. I, I appreciate football, you, man. man. It's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. I had a great time, man. Love, love to do this again, too, by the way. I definitely. Definitely. Just hit me up. I'll hit you up. <laughs> if you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I'll be back sometime this upcoming week, and I will see you guys later. Have a good day.